Let's start the show. Welcome to This Is Only a Test. This is episode 55, recorded March 2nd, 2011. I'm Will Smith. Joining me today, the second day of March 2011, that is 2011. Are you sure it's not 2010? Pretty sure. You want to write a couple checks? No, no, no. I don't write checks. <laughs> Have you, when, when was, when does, does anybody write checks anymore? Yeah, people pay me rent. Wow. That you guys give nice. me checks. Well, we should be PayPaling you money or something equally lame. Uh, so anyway, uh, as you can may have already guessed, we are in for another podcast. I guess that's uh, Norman Chance to my left, wearing an electric sheep T-shirt from Diesel Sweeties, I think. Give him away all the secrets. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, I have that same T-shirt, actually. I stopped wearing it because mine looked old and ratty after a while. So do I. I, I, had, I saved it for so long, <laughs> wearing it, doling out well, the wearing. Well, you know, Will's secret of wearing T-shirts, I'm going to give away his secrets, is that he doesn't just wear a T-shirt. He wears two shirts. I double up. He doubles up so that you protect the, the shirt. shirt is protected from... I'm sweaty. I'm I'm yes. a I'm a, make, I'm a larger know, man. Yes, I get sweaty. Um, bodily fluids. They're they're not bodily fluids involved. Uh, also joining us, <laughs> virtually speaking, speaking of bodily fluids, joining us from uh, sweet Canada uh, via the magical powers of Skype, Matthew Braga. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing well, and I think you've been practicing with the pronunciation of the name, haven't you? Hey, I I, I always think I have a my wallpaper on my match. I saw, I saw Fast and Furious. Yeah, what? Huh? When oh, the, the right. villain's yes. name was uh, Braga, really? Yeah, was he, yep. was he a Braga? Was he, was, Braga? was he of the Toronto Bragas? No, the, he well, was, he was a Latino. Technically, it's oh. Portugal, but I mean, hey, we'll go with Toronto. Okay, okay, uh, Matt, I got a question for you. Why is the thumbnail of your picture in this Skype call so tiny? <laughs> what? What is it? I can't even. I can't even see it. What's the what's the picture supposed I to be? I think it's you holding up a camera, but it's literally like 30 pixels by 30 pixels. I, Yours I, is only like maybe twice that. It's not very big. Oh, well. And it looks like you're staring into me through the screen. It's this creepy photo of you with without a beard, too. I'm going to blame Skype then. <laughs> I think this is Skype's fault. Or maybe eBay. Should we blame eBay? Is, it still, is that still a thing? Should we still blame eBay for Skype's failings? Uh, this has been a big week, guys. It's only Wednesday. That's an understatement. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, – uh, well, let's see. GDC this week, of course. Yep. Uh, some say that March comes in like a lamb and goes out like a lion. Other people say it goes out like a lamb and in like a lion. Making a pun here, aren't you? I was just going to say the Lion Developer Preview came out <laughs> on the 1st of March. Oh, I thought it was going to be Mac, Mac OS ten lamb. Yeah. Well, Chomp. I mean, I, <laughs> we're off, <laughs> off to a Stunning start this week. Uh, so yeah, OS X Lion uh, developer previews out. If you are a registered Mac developer, I think you can download it like completely legally. And uh, you you did that earlier this week, right, Matt? Yeah, um, I uh, I got myself Lion and I installed okay. Lion on my MacBook. Okay, um, how's that yeah, going for you? It, it's not bad. I mean, it's definitely not stable by any means. Uh, I was able to make it crash once, and I was able to make numerous other things freeze up. But I mean, as far as the OS goes, I mean, I think it'll I think it'll shape up to be a a a definitely a good addition to the you know OS 10 family. Does it feel real iOSy? Uh, you know what? No, no, 
I have to say I was really, really afraid of that. Um, you know, for whatever reason, I was just not looking forward to my Mac experience being turned into an iPad. And you know what? I'm glad to say it's not the case. Um, I mean, I wrote about it earlier in the week, and I mentioned that you know things like Launchpad um, don't actually feel as iOSy as you'd think. If anything, it's just uh, you know another way to pull up your applications or access parts of the OS. It's not. Does it feel more useful than the dashboard did? I mean, because the dashboard is one of those things that they trotted out at, at whatever. Whenever it, Steve rolled out that the the I guess it was Tiger probably that introduced yeah. the dashboard. I mean, it, it seemed like it was going to be neat. And then, I mean, I use the dashboard when I need a calculator, basically. Yeah, that's it. Use the dashboard Same. at the only time anyone uses the dashboard when they need to look at a calendar or when they want to do a quick calculation. That's iStat. absolutely it. Those widgets are useless. iStat Pro? What's what's iStat Pro? Oh, sorry. iStat Pro is like a system. It'll show you like temperatures, disk usage, internet usage, blah, blah, blah. All I don't care. Stuff. Okay. It just works, Matt. Have you heard? <laughs> so, um, OS X Line, you think it's going to be one of those things where Apple's going to trot out a landing page with 200 of the updates they call out? Or is it not as exciting? Uh, OS X always – Apple always rolls out the landing page with 200 updates. I'm, my question is, is – do you think – Are they going like, to stretch is what yeah. you're to, asking? To be well, honest, I mean I feel like there's more changes here than there was with – Snow Leopard by far. Like, I mean, they trotted out a pretty big damn list for Snow Leopard, but I mean, when you look at all the changes they've made to Lion, um, and those are only changes we've seen so far. I mean, I think Apple's going to go. Well, I feel like I Leopard was like the biggest one in recent memory, and then Snow Leopard. Well, was Tiger was huge, but but Tiger yeah. was before OS X got kind of crazy popular. Mm-hmm. That um, was around the switch to Intel, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I guess Leopard was the switch to Intel, right? Because Tiger came. Tiger was Intel. Tiger 10. was Intel. 4. Okay. Yeah, it, it seems like such a long time ago. It was what, what like five years ago? Less Six. than that. No, it was two thousand four, two thousand five. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, so Lion, Lion, you you posted a whole bunch of screenshots and and uh, I thought a quite interesting report about what's coming, what what people can expect. Uh, so my question to you is, how compared? Like, I don't know how experienced you are with betas, but. You know, I always had this kind of – there's a sliding scale of beta stability, right? And like <laughs> at the high end of the most stable are probably browsers, you know, Firefox, Chrome. I mean I've run Chrome beta since Chrome's inception pretty much. It's been really good. Yeah. On the opposite end of that spectrum, you know, you, you go down the line, you get to like Windows betas. Well, Windows 7 beta was surprisingly reliable. That was probably the best yeah. OS beta I've ever used. Uh, you go back down further and you get to like previous OS 10 betas and previous Windows betas. You know, Windows Vista beta was kind of a piece of shit. The Windows XP beta, not so hot either. And then, then you get down into like the Linux betas. So when you're, <laughs> when you're running like, uh, like an Ubuntu beta, that's, that's, that's right on the edge of, of safety is, as, as I, where do you put this on the scale from, you know, Ubuntu beta to Windows 7 beta, Firefox beta, Chrome beta? Um, if people have access to this, should they install it or should they wait? I, I would sure as hell not use this on a production system. Hell okay. No. Um, I mean, everything from even things like uh, just you know using Aqua um, and you know core graphics and things like that seem to lag and stutter. So if you use a blue wallpaper, it doesn't work right. Wait, what? You said Aqua. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, if you, if you would... change the Chrome to blue, then it's that's bad. I don't no, understand. no, no. I was referring to Aquas, and the, the, the UI itself just seems to really sort of, uh, you know, limp along. I mean, it's it's not sort of the very, very smooth, um, reliable OS X experience that I'm used to. Like, um, I can routinely crash mail. Um, and like I said, I got a kernel panic once. I don't even think I was doing anything. Wow. That, yeah, um, okay. So so definitely not something – that was a terrible Aqua joke. I apologize for that. <laughs> 
I didn't know where you were going. Yeah, you, you, I, you're so affable. Most people would have asked me what the fuck was going on, punch me, but you're also 2,000 miles away, so I guess that makes sense. Yeah, but I can't do that over the internet. That's, that's the problem. Well, that's what we need is, is internet punching technology. So, um, other stuff going on, of course, the iPad 2 announcement happened this morning. You just slipped oh. that in there really, really casually, didn't you? Oh, that's what, that's what she said. Um, <laughs> so iPad 2, let's not make this entire podcast about iPad 2, although we, it will, uh, Gary's not here, so yeah. I mean, that won't happen. Man, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, <laughs> I'm bummed that Gary, really disappointed that so, Gary could not be here. So Gary's Hollywood in this week. He's, he's in LA on, uh, still working on the secret project. Uh, but I think he, he thinks he's going to be back next week, but no promises yet. So, uh, just to stall, forestall the, the giant threat of comments thinking that we've actually killed Gary or that Anna's Gary or that Matt's Gary or that Spider-Man is Gary or whatever people might think. So, uh, let's run down all the changes. Then we can talk about why uh, some changes are important, some changes, uh, some changes that aren't there are important, or some some things that did not change are important. Yes, and uh, and then what we think. Okay, so the big thing: screen stays the same. It's yeah, thinner, same resolution lighter. screen. Although we don't know if it's the same thickness glass, was, um, because uh, it, it is definitely thinner. So not only is it thinner, the shape is different. So we're talking about the back bezel. You mean the back bezel as opposed to a thirteen. Uh, millimeter iPad, like almost an inch. Uh-huh. It is or half an inch. Thirteen point three millimeters. It's yes. now um, eight point eight millimeters, which is thinner than the iPhone four that's at nine point three millimeters. And that's Only at the thickest part, right? At the, at the thickest part. But the thickness really, I think, is less important than the th- the change in thickness is less important than people think because uh, there's less of a, a bevel now, and oh. so. Uh, while if you stack t- an iPad 2 and an iPad, and I say this without having seen an iPad 2 in person yet, but from all the videos and pictures, if you put an iPad 2 next to an iPad, yes, the iPad 2 will be thinner. But if you put the thinnest part of the iPad, uh, first iPad up to iPad 2, they're about the same. Um, because the iPad 2, the curve around the edge curves down much quicker. And so it's more, it's more of a rounded edge. Um, than it is a like gentle slope. Well, anybody who watched our iPad take apart or saw the iFixit stuff or whatever knows that the thick part of the iPad was thick because there were two giant ass batteries in right, there in the middle, right, yeah. right in the center. And so while the batteries, you know, whenever the iPad two gets taken apart, we'll probably see the batteries still in the middle. It is more of an even distribution of thickness um, because it is now eight point eight. Uh, but but the point is, uh, if you're putting it in your hand, I don't think most people are going to be able to tell. That it is thinner. It might be, feel a little like the the, uh, the. It might feel more solid because there's more even distribution. Yeah. Um. But like, if you're just holding with one hand, the grip might be better. I think. It, uh, Mark McCluskey over at Wired said that actually the the less defined bezel made it much easier to hold one handed. Right. Because right now, if you hold the, the original test. iPad in one hand, it can it easily. It's hard. Can slip out of that one hand because uh, it, there is that. Bevel. Well, it's not comfortable. I mean, even even like the zoom. If you look at the way the zoom is made, there's one edge that's thicker than the other. Well, the, the and that's zoom the is a completely edge. different animal because the iPad one, at least, uh, and we'll get to the zoom later. But the iPad one, the bevel was even on all four sides, right? So that it, you, no matter if you held it in portrait or landscape, it was a upside down, curve. right side up. There's no right side. And basically. on the zoom, it's beveled more on the uh, the wider sides, so it's made to be held. In landscape mode, and if you hold in portrait, it feels thicker than if you hold in landscape, which is something I don't think many people have mentioned. Um, 
So uh, the other thing, uh, so in terms okay. of size and weight, the yeah. iPad 2. Uh, also lighter, 1.3 pounds as opposed to 1.5 pounds. I don't know that that matters. I don't think that matters at all. I don't think so. I don't and think that's that is enough. Such, that is, yeah, it needs to be under a pound. One pound is, I think, the magic number. And What's from there, every little bit will matter more. A but, fifth of a pound is what? About three and a half ounces? Um, so basically one yeah, serving really of I meat. I wish I had the, uh, the Mac OS dash right now to do that math. Uh, but one yeah. of the uh, one of the Canadian journalists I was talking to was saying that um, he couldn't feel a difference at all between the old and the new. He was balancing them both, and nothing. Yeah, it's it, that's that's why I think most people are saying, you know, if you put it on a scale, yes, it will be lighter. But for most people who are handling the iPad, holding it, you know, for five ten minutes at a time, and then putting it down and picking it back up, it's still not it's, something you're going to hold one handed. Yeah, you're not going to hold one handed. And walk around and 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 be able to type with one hand comfortably. I, th- I mean, I, th- I think tablets. I think what we're finding is that tablets are cradle in the crook of your arm devices, not hold one handed, wave around like a maniac devices. Which is okay. I'm a little bummed. I I think. I mean, it's good news for Amazon and anybody who makes dedicated e-readers because you know the the place that that you need that one handed action. This is going to sound really filthy. The place that you need <laughs> that one handed action more than, than anywhere else is is when you're laying in bed reading a book. See, I see what I did there. I, I kind of, <laughs> I didn't say when you were laying in bed mm-hmm. first, because mm-hmm. if I had said you need the one-handed action in bed, mm-hmm. then people could have chopped that out. And oh, mm-hmm. oh, wait, yeah, yeah, you just, oh man, <laughs> uh, yeah. So the 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 new, the, I mean, there's no new screen. It seems like the the big change internally, of course, is the dual core processor. So the A5, which is the second generation A4, which and it's actually a 1.2 gigahertz processor. Yeah. Uh, running it, but dual core. Dual so core. 20, 20% yes. faster than the original iPad. Uh, did they confirm 1.2 gigahertz? Yes. They said, they said it during the, that, that, during I the think keynote. that w- that's, that has been out. The spec sheet is, are we saying it's clocked at 1.2 or that it's capable of 1.2? Uh, these I are, think, I think it's clocked at 1.2 is, is what I've read. Okay. It's, uh, you know, think, yeah, it's not on the Apple's website. It just is a five, but I think well, from inquiries, Apple's website said one gigahertz. Wait, what? So so here's the thing that I've been saying for a long time, and and it's funny because I felt a little horrified, but also it was nice. Uh, you know, Steve said during the during the Q and A or toward the end of the of the keynote uh, that basically with he was talking about post PC devices, which I think is kind of a bullshit thing to call something that you have to plug into the PC in order to make work the, work at the beginning. But you know, with tablets and and phones and and kind of you know these things that he is calling post pc devices he, his point is that you don't need uh specs speeds and feeds matter much less than the actual experience because it's not like i mean basically the things that are important are the capacity the size of the screen how you interact with it and and then as long as it's fast enough that you don't end up waiting for the machine doesn't matter whether it has 1 or 7 or 15 cores of course, you know they were right up front and center talking about dual cores today. When probably two thirds of the people in that audience had no fucking clue what dual cores are. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, and by in that audience, I don't mean the people sitting in the room. I mean the overall the people who are buying iPads. Not not. I, I mean, I know that the dudes sitting in the room at, at Yerba Buena know what dual core CPUs are. I, I think that my dad doesn't way, give a shit what a dual core think, CPU is. I think it's like, it's just like. More people know what Snapdragon is, and Verizon can put on a Droid ad one gigahertz Snapdragon. I think by middle of this year, I w- people I'm, who are in the market, people who are in the market waiting in line or or ordering iPads, will know what dual core is. Apple was going to push that message hard. Oh, right, but they're not going to know what Snapdragon is. I mean, I think people people are looking at the Verizon ads. Uh, they, they're trying to make that a, a household thing, especially Qualcomm. 
But that's, I mean, but that's a bad, that, that, it's, it doesn't matter. I mean, of course it's at a right. functional it, level, it, it, so much it, it, of this it, it, stuff. And it, hurt, and it probably hurts more than helps. Right. Uh, but it's something that they will do because uh, associations. Uh, so you're right, Matt. It, it's Apple's website. It says one gigahertz. And I think 1.2 was something, a number that was floating around. Um, Prior we'll, to we'll, the... we'll have, no, actually this morning, but we'll, we'll have to go confirm where that number came from. Um, so it is, uh, not only is it dual core, uh, A5, uh, but they, they say the graphics are nine times as fast. So updated GPU, basically. So just in the from system a, chip. like, you know, same GPU, you know, like a, like a very basic GPU to something that, I don't know how it compares to what's in the Tigra, uh, but I guess once deep dives well, come out, we'll know. I mean, well, we'll have to do tests and benchmarking and stuff like that, although it's going to be hard to do since it's on different platforms. And a while also, a while back, weren't they saying that uh, weren't some of the rumors pegging the iPad two is using a similar graphics chip to the NGP because they're both running on the S? Um, what the, the hell? The Samsung name? Hummingbird? Hummingbird? No, not Hummingbird. What, what's the what's the graphics chip called? Is the company SRX or something? SSX? I can't remember. Is this uh, not ringing a bell with anyone? I don't remember this. Okay, is it a Canadian no. company? No. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you assume that, but no. Well, I mean, uh, you seem dialed in on the Canadian company front. How's ATI doing, by the way? Pretty good. I guess they're a Texas uh, company now, right? Technically, but they actually still have a very large AM or R&D plant in uh, Markham, which is just outside of Toronto. Well, yeah, and all the, I mean, the a lot. Of, I guess a lot of the corporate guys. Anyway, this is off topic. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah the, the, the SOC, um, the system on a chip for iPad, the graphics is, is obviously a place where they're doing huge advancement because, you know, the OSs are 3D accelerated now. Uh, we're in a place where the browsers are getting 3D accelerated and, and those provide real benefits. You know, giving dedicated... How more power to those processes that people use a lot is going to show big benefit in the in the long term. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know that it's that exciting. Now, the, the other thing they didn't talk about at all was memory, and Steve, they haven't talked about memory traditionally with iPad. But it, I mean, the first one shipped with two hundred two hundred fifty six gigs of memory. It, it felt like that's hindered browsing. I mean, do you do you feel like oh, yeah. accurate? Well, I want to jump back to graphics. So I can, okay, Matt, you're right. You weren't wrong. Uh, there were uh, rumors that the iPad two was going to use the same. Um, it's SGX. Uh, SGX. I'm looking at that right now. The as the the, uh, the NGP and uh, SGX. That's from PowerVR, and that's also who makes the same uh, GPU in the first iPad. So this it would make sense. That they're at least similar. It would or would not. It would. It yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I mean, and and I mean, Tigra and all that stuff is going to be the thing. The thing that's the thing to remember with all this, of course, is that it's not it's not what matters. What the highest capabilities of the device are. It's the lowest common denominator that matters because that's what people write software for. So, I mean, while we'll see a couple of of uh, kind of prestige apps like the ones that Apple's creating themselves and stuff like Infinity Blade and all that, we won't see. No, no normal. There's Angry Birds two is not going to require iPad two or iPhone five in order to run, because the people who make Angry Birds want to sell millions and millions of copies of that, not a percentage of the total number of iPad twos and iPhone fives or whatever are out there. Anyway, so going, going to RAM, and so this is actually something that Apple did not talk about at all at the press conference, uh, but someone at one of the demo, uh, the people demoing the iPad 2s might have potentially leaked out that the iPad 2 only has the same 256 megabytes of RAM as the first iPad. That seems and like a big oversight. To I'm me. actually kind of disappointed by some of the people who shot videos of their hands-ons of the iPad 2. I didn't see one that tried to see whether the iPad 2 uh, could run multiple web pages at once um, and not have to reload them. 
which is my biggest pet peeve with the iPad. I, I mean, that's going to require a system level. I mean, that's not a change that we're going to see from iPhone iOS 4.2 to 4.3. No, no, it's no. a change that will go from iPhone 4.3 no, it's, it's to iPhone Safari. 5. It's purely a Safari code change. It, it, because in iPhone 4, you can have multiple pages and right. you can go back and forth and not have to reload a page every single time. In the iPad, you can't do that. And I think it's just, just, just memory. RAM. It's just memory. I mean, if the, as a web browsing device, that's what makes the iPad. I mean, that's the big knock against the iPad. Yeah, especially when we're talking about the Zoom, which has a gig of memory. But it, whether it has a gig of memory well, or not how, doesn't how matter it? Sure. How, as, how, as how, if it's yes. still slower. Yes. And I think on page loads, it takes a lot longer on the Zoom than it does on the iPad to, to actually show me a page. Uh, I mean, I'm just watching you loading pages. tested there, and it is it is – ass slow over there um other stuff that's changed gyroscopes added which brings it on par with the uh, iphone 4 almost with sensors uh two cameras of course the it mm-hmm. seems like uh, probably they didn't confirm this but it seems like it's probably the same cameras that are in the ipod touch fourth yeah, generation so they, they worded it the same way when they announced the ipod touch it is 720p hd video on the back and vga video on the front and if you looked at our review if you looked at our review of the ipad touch the camera on that is i mean the iphone 4 is still the best normal phone camera, non-Nokia phone camera that I've seen um, and that, that I've actually tested. The the iPod Touch uh, – sorry, did I say iPhone 4? I, iPhone 4 camera is really good. The iPod Touch camera, not so much. It's it's kind of a stinker. I mean it's, it's no worse than any other phone camera except for whatever reason you can't shoot still images at a high resolution. No, you cannot. I don't, I don't understand why you would put a 720p sensor in that, that can't do – well, 720p is pictures. much lower. No, no, I know, I but mean, it's the same sensor it, it, usually. It, it could just be they have a better video processor. So they can actually maybe. capture that video. But yeah, maybe they're not doing the video processing on the on the CMOS sensor and they're doing it on the on somewhere in the else in the system. Uh, what else has changed? Gyroscope. I mean, that's nice for gaming. I don't. And maybe augmented reality stuff. Does it have a compass? Did they say that? Yeah, I think it does yeah. have a compass. Okay. Um, no GPS. Assisted GPS only on the 3G models, which I am very, very bummed out about. Well, this but is, assisted GPS is what the iPhone has, right? Yeah, and iPhone GPS sucks. It sucks a lot. Well, does it suck when you use real software with it? I've never used a real GPS app with it. It, it sucks. My oh. GPS sucks a lot. But have you used uh, like TomTom or something with it? Th- doesn't matter. It, it, I, I'm not talking about directions. I'm talking yeah. about. Finding where I am yeah. and being accurate uh-huh. and when I'm driving, it is not very good. Huh. I never really I'm noticed that. I'm curious. Is that a side – because, I mean, it's AGPS, so it's relying in part upon cell phone towers. Is Could that be a result of that AT&T's really – Spotty networks? That, that could be yeah. it. It's a, but but it, their network's not that spotty. I mean – The fact that it is relying on the cellular networks, period, and not <laughs> being real GPS um, – well, but but Android does that too. I mean, Android uses Google Skyhook thing, which you know looks at the cell towers it can seize and uses that to speed the initial lock time. The initial yeah. lock time. On, yeah. I mean, that's that's all that assisted GPS does. Is is my understanding? I could be wrong. Maybe we should do an explainer on this. Uh, Matt, homework. Uh, <laughs> a GPS explainer. All I have to say is that I mean, I've got a GPS on my Nexus One, and network or not, I mean, I've never had a problem with it here. Mm. It but like routinely can have, track me to ten meters. You're like, right, though. Software is a big part of it, um, and there is no big software update. I mean, I guess four point three. We've we've already seen there, there are no on four point three is other the other half of the announcement from today's event. Yeah, but since four point three, uh, the preview has been out for a while. Uh, there were no big surprises there, and so we really couldn't have expected to see a good navigation app. That could have been like a third party, a first party app that they could have done separately. But. I don't think they. I don't think they. You know, it's funny because they, they, they. Every time they do one of these keynotes, they kill off another category of apps. 
you know, this time the photo booth, there's a whole bunch of kind of neat photo booth apps out for iPhone 4 that the introduction of Apple's own photo booth app has will will destroy. I mean, mm-hmm. those products will all go away. So uh, let's uh, finally round out the, uh, oh, yeah, the specs, specs on the, the iPad 2. Um, so we covered the cameras. Uh, the processor storage capacity. Oh, the, the, the HDMI stuff is neat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The HDMI mirroring, if you have the appropriate adapter, which I'm sure will cost $30. $39. Then, oh, 30 Wow, what a bargain. <laughs> uh, can, we, can we order that stuff already, or do you have to get that at the store on the 11th as well? Because uh, I'm going to order those right now because we will use the shit out of those. Yeah. Uh, but, but basically, HDMI mirroring, what it does is lets you actually put the what's on the screen on the iPad out out to a TV or monitor yep. uh, with HDMI. And you can charge at the same time. It basically gives you a double-wide dot connector that's uh, a kind of male-to-female dot connector with an HDMI port off to the side, which is awesome for what we do. I, but the fact that you're adding people, another 40 bucks to it is um, – it's. Kind of asked nine since this stuff is built into like Motorola Zoom phones and the and, and the reason is it's all it's all because of pricing, the licensing for HDMI and and the hardware. You know, they I, want to offload that cost to us. Yes, exactly, um, and it's something that not everyone, not every single person will use. Um, it, yeah, I mean, I bought that camera connection kit for my first iPad, and and I I think it might even still be in the box. And then, <laughs> well, no, it's, it's it's very useful for people who actually well, I know that as their. Oh, that's their computer. Yeah. Uh, and then the final thing uh, is uh, the other accessory, the smart cover. So oh, yeah. now no case. The I think everyone hated that original iPad case. Well, it was fugly. I didn't. I mean, yeah. not only was it ugly, but it was tough to it wasn't get ugly your iPad. Norm. It was fugly. It was fugly. It was tough to get the iPad into the case. Yeah. It was tough to take it yeah. out. Um, it. Wasn't even comfortable to hold. It looked like something I would have made with a sewing machine and some and some, some like some really canvas. Yeah, some some mat or some rubber like mat material. Well, what he said is what everybody said last year when we were looking at that. I mean, it took something that's really sexy and neat and cool looking, and and fugs it up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's not good. So the new one is not a case at all. It's a it's a cover. It's a uh, hard cover that folds into three pieces. Um, and so it folds into a triangle and attaches to the iPad via these uh, magnets. Fucking magnets. Hinges. How do they work? How do they work indeed? So the iPad has magnets not only in its bezel but also – Everywhere bezel, it seems like. Uh, yeah, it's bezel and also <laughs> around the uh, the back. The thing is chock full of magnets. Don't so put that near your MacBook for the love of God. You can uh, – it just snaps on and it works as a cover. It covers the entire front, the glass part or you bend it back and then it turns into a stand. Yeah, it, uh, two ways to stand actually. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a it's a super clever piece of design. Yes. Um, I don't I know that they're very proud of it. Yeah, I, well, I I think I mean that's the <laughs> it's unfortunate <laughs> that the exciting part about their your new hardware announcement is the case. Uh, but did you also note? Did you also note the the um the the kind of uh, what, what what is it when you have a word when you have one word that means one thing and another word that means the same thing but it sounds less bad you know like ethnic cleansing euphemism. and genocide yeah euphemism did you notice how they euphemized this isn't a case it's a cover it's mm-hmm. a smart cover smart that's cover. the wording on the website right capital smart I mean one the, great idea on top of another how's that for wow wow and 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 the reason they can call it a smart cover is that when you fold it back the iPad turns on right it, it detects yes. the magnets however they work and pulls pulls the screen <laughs> back on I I mean I, I don't know I'm I'm they're gonna sell a lot of those smart covers oh, yeah also yeah. thirty nine dollars. But if you want the leather one, sixty nine. Sixty nine, and, and the and the vegan friendly polyurethane ones look really fugged too. So you know, yeah. 
A lot of cows are going to die for iPads this year, guys. Yeah. Um, this is all U.S. pricing, too. Yeah, it's going to probably be like 40 million Canadian pesos or whatever. So availability uh, yeah. and pricing. <laughs> Let's get up to that. Uh, yes. Same pricing. So $800 for the low model and – $500 for the 16 <laughs> Oh, wait. That's Wi-Fi. Zoom. Yep. All the way up to, I guess it's um, five, six, seven, eight, nine thirty, eight thirty, nine thirty for what? the for the three G no sixty four gig one. No, I own way. a three G sixty four gig iPad. Five hundred for sixteen gig. Yes, six hundred. Six hundred for seven hundred. Nine thirty yeah. for a sixty four gig three yeah. G version. There will be two three G versions. I guess uh, six different three G SKUs because there are three different sizes. One for AT and T, or three for AT and T, and three for Verizon. Um, and they uh, so I guess there's no singular. Mo- they haven't gone to the point where one model can use both AT and T and Verizon. Which I, I don't also, think that's ever going to happen. Oh, I think it's going to happen. I mean, I think Apple would like that to happen. I don't think AT and T and I don't think AT and T is going to let a device that will also work on Verizon onto their network and vice versa. Sure. Will. No, they want people to buy these and be locked in forever. Mm. This the, if if that happens, that know, is the ultimate think, example of AT&T, Apple. AT and I don't think AT and T will have enough of a say. Well, I mean, that's the question. If Apple can make that happen, if Apple can say, hey, we're going to put this on your network, suck it up. Yeah. That is the ultimate, ultimate Apple winning the, the, against the telecoms. So, so, okay. So software stuff is the other side. Uh, there's well, not a, what, what stuff is not in, what hardware things are not in the iPad 2. No retina uh, display. No retina no. display. No SD memory card slot. Yes. Um, I think that's less important now than it was this time last year. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I still think SD memory card slot is is pretty important. I'd rather have a compact flash card. That's, that's seriously that's never going to happen. Well, I mean, CF never going to happen ever. DSLRs now have SD memory. CF is all but dead. Slots. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I guess and, sorry. Um, this is this is coming from someone who still uses CF cards. Yeah. I want to get rid of them. Hmm. Um. That's and then I guess we need to get a new camera. And, for oh, the and, and also we we forgot <laughs> the biggest thing: a white version. No, that's yeah. not the biggest thing. The, okay, you said this. I. Why? Why would anybody buy a white iPad? Because Racist. it's different. No, no, because it's dumb. If you buy a white iPad, it's basically saying, "Hey, I want to see bezel every time I do something." Oh yeah, in the dark. Yeah, yeah. I, I've said this many times when the first iPad came out. I didn't mind the bezel being that big because one, it was easy to grip, and two, when you're using it at night, you don't see it. It kind of fades into the background, yeah. and all you see is screen. It's like holding it up in the air. It's like holding a screen up in the air, just like yep. in Avatar. But. When you have a white iPad, one we don't know how the white and that uh, the white and the the metal back is going to contrast. And two, it I, I don't know. I'll buy no iPad. Everybody who saw the white iPad that I talked to said it looked chintzy. That is not a good sign. And that's exactly the same thing people said about the white iPhone four last year, right before they never ever made it. I know a lot of people who really wanted a white iPhone. 4. Well, I I think Jeff is really considering really, an iPad two. Really wanted a white iPhone 4. specifically because he wants the white one. Yeah. E. Uh, so yes, I mean iPad two. Other things, software. Let's talk about software a little bit. A couple of apps. A couple of uh, custom. Well, there's a couple of things it comes with: FaceTime and Photo Booth. Photo Booth for non Mac users. Uh, what's that noise, Matt? Someone's what taking noise? a shower. Are you taking a shower? Someone's washing vegetables. You, Actually, you're close. Are you in the it's, bathroom? No, I'm in my. I'm surprised the mic is picking that up. My roommate is cooking. Oh man, what, so what's he cooking? I'm pretty hungry. I don't know. I could ask him. No, it's okay. That would be a terrible segment. Okay. <laughs> what are you? No, that would be a great segment. It'd be all about food science. <sighs> Testing. Food science. Uh, okay, maybe in a bit. Uh, 
<laughs> software apps. Photo Booth, uh, which on the MacBook, of course, is a stupid app that you look into the camera on top of your MacBook and it takes pictures of you and it acts like a photo booth. There are 30 apps that do that on the on the App Store today. Uh, all sorts, probably better than this. I have one on my iPhone, which is not here with me now because I'm using the Atrix, but uh, I'm not excited about that at all. FaceTime coming to the iPad as well. FaceTime is, of course, the the video conferencing software that ha- uh, was launched with iPhone 4. Anybody excited? I mean, I, I use FaceTime a grand total of like seven, maybe eight times. I talk to my sister sometimes. I don't I don't see people. I mean, th- that's a that's a baby boomer play, right? It's for people who have kids and the grandparents live far away, and you want to be, want people to be able to see the kids. Mm-hmm. Yep. The spot. only time the only time I've ever seen it used was at CES. That was it. Did we use it at CES? You used it at CES. Oh, to talk to my wife. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, that was actually useful. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so – so fa- okay, I guess I like FaceTime more than I thought I did. Um, so FaceTime is not particularly exciting. Photo Booth is not particularly exciting. iMovie is now coming to the iPad. That's kind of exciting, I guess. Well, the exciting part is that it will also make its way down to the iPhone 4, and it's actually real iMovie. It makes the original Well, more iMovie, real iMovie. More real iMovie in that you can actually do multiple audio tracks. Um, there's much better, much better transitions. It's you just have more control over the footage that it's, you put it's, into uh, your the software. It seems like a pretty big update, uh, similar to the Mac, uh, the iLife 11 one for for uh, iMovie was as well. Uh, and then GarageBand is also coming to the to the iPad as well. I, I'm not particularly excited about that. I mean, we use GarageBand every week to do the podcast, but it seems like that is not the target audience no, for this GarageBand update. Nope. Uh, it's for people who want to play around and maybe make some songs. I'm sure some indie band will uh, tout that they are the first band to mix their album in GarageBand on iPad and shoot a Dude. music video and edit it on the iPad. It's going to be Daft Punk. You know that. Nope, nope, no. <laughs> it's going to be like Vampire <laughs> Weekend kind of or, or something. Yeah. And then, and then they'll get you know some links on Engadget and then that will be the end of that. And no one will ever use uh, iMovie again. Uh, I mean, I think I can see people using iMovie. The question, the, the things they didn't talk about were how, uh, how, 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 like, I'm not going to shoot video with my iPad, but I will with the iPhone. Can you transfer that from the iPad to the iPhone seamlessly? No, they want you to shoot no. with the iPad and then edit. Edit on the iPad. On the iPad. Or if it had SD card slot, I guess. Well, I guess you could plug the USB <laughs> adapter in, maybe, yeah, theoretically. I don't think so. I don't Seems think like a work. chain of failure there. Uh, they also talked about AirPlay enhancements and some home sharing stuff. So iPad will be able to access home sharing libraries now mm-hmm. uh, as an endpoint rather than as a, a stream home sharing libraries from inside the same Wi-Fi point. I guess that's okay. I would rather you be able to sync your stuff over that way too. I mean wireless syncing is is seems like the future. I don't know. Yep. Magical. And then AirPlay, uh, the things they'll be able to do is uh, do slideshows for pictures, and also you can um, send video over uh, non-native uh, iPhone, iPad apps like web browser and like, YouTube and stuff. Yeah, like that. well, I, the, web browsers like, web, and web, YouTube, both of those are native iPod apps, but other things uh, like websites and other yeah. apps. Theoretically, you could go to our mobile site, assuming we support the whatever. The, you have to change one little tag on the page and. And uh, then you'll be able to stream video Send from your iPhone yeah, to, to us, yep. to your Apple TV or, or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, I, I don't know. How do you feel about this, Norm? Are you buying a new iPad? Uh, I am not buying a new iPad. 
Um, you heard it here first, February second. No, you March heard here, 2nd. Uh, You heard two months ago. I said I was not going to buy a new iPad unless two things happened, and neither of the two things I wanted to happen. What happened. were the two things? One was increased resolution, and okay. the rumors. I mean, I think we all kind of knew that it wasn't going to be a, like a the double pixel doubling and have the crazy resolution. Um, that would be an instant buy, instantly, no brainer. You'd be in line right now, waiting in line, waited for a whole week, week and a half to get it. Uh, we knew that was going to happen, but there were still other rumors that they were going to up the resolution a little bit, which also did not make sense because uh, the it, scaling, app scaling doesn't work. So we knew, like, most likely no new resolution. And, of course, what happened was no new resolution. Uh, the other thing is the RAM. So 256 megabytes of RAM, uh-uh, not worth the update. Mm. Are we sure it's 256, though? Like, is no. that... We're not 100% sure. Uh, the report was that one of the people giving the demo said it was 256. Uh, and then the reporter went to the PR manager and the PR manager said, uh, that person shouldn't have said that and we can't comment on it. Interesting. Hard-hitting journalism from the people invited to Apple events. And then, so uh, the other thing is that they're phasing out the original iPads, but you can still get one now. Crazy um, cheap. For three ninety nine, yeah. a 16 gig Wi-Fi. Um, so that's a hundred dollars off, which I think is the biggest discount they've ever. Three fifty for refurbs. That is, I think that's wow. if if you've been waiting for an iPad, there is a really compelling offer or uh, compelling argument. argument to get a, a refurb three hundred fifty dollar version because refurb is from Apple is great. Yeah. Well, it comes with a full year of Apple Care and everything, right? I think so. Yeah. And wow. you get the refurb, and then once the iPad three comes out, you sell the refurb because resale value on an iPad you can get, you know. Well, once those once those once the iPad ones run out, the price on those is going to go back up. Uh, just, yeah, some some people, you know, uh, will, will. I mean, I think you'll see four hundred dollars as the used price they, for they a good looking iPad. They won't drop, you know, to two hundred dollars. No. So buy a refurb. You know, wait till potentially iPad two HD, iPad three at the end of this year, uh, and then buy a new one then and sell the refurb. Conversely, uh, iPad. If you if you have an iPad now, you're thinking about getting an iPad 2, want to sell your old iPad, this is the worst possible time to sell the old <laughs> iPad. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Don't, don't, you're going to get on to boned. It. Yep. Uh, Matt, you're, you're, you were in the market for a tablet. Are you thinking iPad? Are you going to go uh, with some sort of Android-y thing? Or are you holding off and waiting even more? Um, I was talking to Norm earlier, and I was saying that I was, the only thing that was kind of stopping me from, you know, pulling the gun on a iPad 2 was the potential for an iPad 3 in September. I don't um, think that that is a real thing. And I don't think that's well. A real thing, Will so. has made the argument that that's not going to be a real thing. Multiple reports say that that is going to be a real thing. Uh, I will tell you. I'll and, t- and, and, but but there, we'll talk about the keynote also. And Steve Jobs said, "2010 year of the iPad, 2011 year of the iPad 2." And those words make it sound like it won't be iPad 3 that comes out at the end of this year. That if anything, it will be like iPad 2 HD. Yeah, so I don't think it'll be iPad 2 HD. It'll be iPad 2 extra big. It'll be 128 gig version or something dopey like that. And more memory. <laughs> yeah, more memory maybe. The, the, thing, the thing that argues against the September release, there's a couple things that argue against the September release for me. First, they're not as good at ramping supply on these as they are with the phones yet. I mean, we'll see what supply and demand is like on this launch. That will tell us a lot about whether a September iPad is a possibility. But if you can't walk into a store on April 30th and buy an iPad – Whichever one you want, whatever size you want, mm-hmm. then Apple – there's no way Apple is going to risk missing out on the holiday season with iPad by launching in late September. If they do – I mean think about it. Last year, the, the last quarter of 2010, 
holiday season, they sold as many iPads in that one quarter as they did in the two previous. So, I mean, I, part of that said that it was a slow start and it was a slow launch. But, I mean, they're not going to risk that. The other thing is education. The, uh, a couple of readers wrote in after last week's podcast and uh, I started me reading and both had suggested that the education buying season is right now. Uh, and if Apple really wants to put this in education instead of desk, instead of laptops in schools, they're not going to – they're not going to – they have to release new products this time of year. So the kids coming in in the fall will have new iPads rather than old iPads. And I mean, they they mentioned that explicitly numerous times within the keynote. It they they were really pushing the app or the education angle, and it's yeah. not even just for you know kids and students who are going into school. It's also for all the you know folks who actually have to purchase these devices and get them ready. Right. Uh, I think, right. I think it's going to be a wait and see and see how well the iPad two sells. If it sells, if it continues, if the if the if we we're seeing the flat part of the curve still is what you're saying. I, I think I think we're approaching the flat part of the curve because unlike phones, it's not something that people want to update every year. Right, especially if they're especially incremental upgrades. I mean, I, I just finished writing a story. I really think that if you have an iPad One, unless you specifically need HDMI mirroring or you are a hardcore FaceTime user, there is absolutely no reason to upgrade to an iPad Two. Especially if the memory thing turns out to be true, and it really is only two hundred fifty-six megabytes of memory. I mean, that the, you'd be insane to to do that. Uh, I mean, on the other, because especially since you know the third the the third generation will be a significant update. Uh, I think we'll see iOS 5 in the next few months, probably before WWDC, because I would be willing to bet that the iPhone 5 or whatever they're going to call it will ship with iOS 5 on it. And I mean, I don't know. I, 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 we're going to buy – I'll buy one probably just so that the, the apps of the week stuff is a lot easier to do and we can do direct feed off of that. We don't have to shoot over the shoulder all the time. But but <laughs> beyond that, if you have an iPad 1 right now I, and you're happy with the capacity, you don't want 3G, I would stick with what you have. I mean probably what I'll do is is uh, either sell uh, Gina's 32 gig or give it away or something and uh, give her my 64 gig 3G and then I'll probably just buy a 64 gig uh, iPad 2. Well, I'm not going to lie. I mean after you just mentioned how cheap the refurbs uh, iPad first gens are going for. I I kind of had a sway of heart for a moment. You could but, get that today. Uh, you don't have to wait in line next week. I know either, I could get that today. And uh, you know what? I I think I think I really want to hear how much RAM is in this thing. Like if it really is 256 megabytes, I just don't know how much of an incentive there is. Yeah. I, I I'm kind of inclined to agree with you. Like I mean, the things that I wrote about earlier today still kind of stand. Like I mean, if you don't have a first gen iPad and you're looking for a new one, then you know this is definitely a good time to. Well, the platform's proven. I mean, it's a real thing. We know that people yeah. there's people are developing apps for it. They talk about sixty five thousand apps. Probably five hundred of those are any good. Um, <laughs> but but I mean, it, it's a, it's a platform. It is something that that there is a that people are using and and has. I mean, I, I carry that instead of a laptop most of the times when I travel now, unless I'm going someplace for work specifically. Yeah. Um, would I, I, um, would you guys say the three G is worth it? How much do you travel? How, how how often are you away from Wi-Fi? That's the question you have to ask yourself before you buy a 3G iPad. And can That's you fair. afford additional, you know, twenty bucks a month, fifteen bucks? Well, a month? I mean, you you guys have to keep in mind that you know I live in a wonderful country where you know while we get gouged for phone pricing, uh, we can actually share data plans very very easily um, between iPhone oh. or between you know cell phone and iPad or even just tethering in general. Like I mean, when you guys talk about how these guys are charging you like an extra twenty bucks to tether. I'm like silently chuckling to myself because that's never been an issue for me ever. 
Oh, so uh, so on your Nexus, if you, you like when you flip the tether switch, it doesn't say, "Oh, hey, if you do this, you're going to incur a twenty dollar additional charge." Nope, it's been like that for wow. probably about two three years. Huh, that's nice. Yeah, I mean, if yeah. you can tether the Nexus, then I would just, I mean, I would just get the three G. Honestly, yeah, which which is exactly what I was doing with the iPad I had borrowed, you know, a week or two ago. So I figure, hey, you know, but yeah, uh, yeah I mean, I was I. It's convenient for me just because it's a little bit faster than the iPhone, uh, than the other AT&T phones, especially the iPhone 4 right. uh, that I've used for uh, da- download speeds. You know, just, just it's like the – for whatever reason, whether it's the CPU is faster than the network, whatever it's faster. Um, when we did the speed test video, it was – it consistently was faster than everything else. Uh, but on the other hand, you know, I only flip it on – I probably flipped it on three months over the last year and – that often I I don't I don't feel that I need it and I also can you know flip on tethering on the iPhone for that month. It, it, it makes me really easily. really want uh, a MacBook Air with built-in 3G. Mm. I, I would <laughs> I would pay for that and then tether from that. Yeah, that's a that's a sexy piece of hardware right there. Uh, well, that was bad. So I mean, I think that's have we exhausted the iPad 2 talk? I think so. We're 46 minutes in. That oh, seems like man. about the right amount of time. Yeah. Anything else, Bueller? Do we miss anything? I, I think uh, overall, uh, I would rate this uh, announcement a, in in terms of the past couple of years, probably in in line with the three GS announcement. Incremental, but not. I think it was a three G announcement. I mean, I think it straight up parallels that. I, I'm going to say three GS. Okay, fair 3GS enough. Stands for speed. Not the best announcement ever, but you know, we weren't expecting a whole lot. Uh, so, also this week, of course, GDC is going on. Uh, we haven't been down yet. We're going to go down tomorrow, shoot some video, uh, which I guess maybe today, depending on whether I get the podcast posted tonight or tomorrow. A <laughs> uh, couple of big things have already happened at GDC, though. The Battlefield 2 trailer for PC. Three. Holy shit. Yeah. Two Battlefield minutes. 3. Battlefield, Battlefield 3. 3. Did I say yeah, Battlefield 2010. 2010. <laughs> Battlefield 2. Yeah. I mean, wow. It looks unbelievable. Yeah. It looks real. Um, it, it looks really good if you watch it a couple of times and it's only in 720p online right now, but if you blow it up full screen on 30 inches and, and watch it kind of scrutinize, you can see like the animation breaks a little bit so you can tell it's a game, but I think the animation, because it's, it's, it looks very different from, from modern warfare and that it's not like 50 guys on the screen at once. They've shown mostly like four or five guys in your squad. And then in, in the scene where you get out of the helicopter, there are like a dozen guys. But um, well, with the part where they're in that square huddled around the car, yeah. the, the people are shooting at them. I mean, they are shooting back. The, the, the way the gun moves when you shoot looks like the way a gun moves when you shoot. Yeah, <laughs> it's all really good design decisions. And even in that kind of fight where, you know, you're shooting off in distance, it's it doesn't look like – uh, there's actually some sense of scale. It doesn't look like you're really big and, and the, the level is designed around you. It looks like you're plopped in this uh, real world. Um, that that's, well, know, There's a lot of ambient stuff that feels real. And you don't have the red names above other people's heads. So you're, you're sitting there, you're looking out. You know that you're getting shot at from the right sum player, but you don't know which of the 30 balconies that the dude's on. And I mean, you have to figure that out. And it seems yeah. like there's even some destructible, there's like a ton of destructible stuff. Yeah, and, I mean, they didn't show that in the trailer, but uh, from the people who went to the uh, event yesterday, saw it at GDC, they say it's, there's a lot of cool destructible frostbite technology where they blow up buildings. You can actually slowly break down cover. Um, and uh, again, the lack of HUD stuff. I really want a mode where there is like the hardcore mode: no HUD, no no reticle, um, no ammo indicator or radar just, yeah just, you're just playing game and it looks like it's video i want that i would play that 
so Battlefield, that, that's uh, is that a this year title? That or is, is that a they are intending that, that is a this year title coming wow. out this holiday season. I don't know <laughs> what that means for, since it's an EA game. I mean, is it going to be like every other year Battlefield Bad Company and then Battlefield games? Is it taking? I mean, there's going to be a next Medal of Honor game. That game, I, I guess, sold well enough that they could afford to do one. Um, but potentially three different like. Are they, are they doing a bad company franchises. game this year, though? I don't think they're doing. They're bad not doing company a bad company this game this year, but it's 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 dice and yeah. they, they want. It, I mean, that's a successful enough franchise where they're going to have that every couple of years. It's also worth mentioning it's a PC lead, right? Yeah, PC lead is what they say. Sixty-four players, multiplayer. That's, that's awesome. why we're talking about it uh, because we love Battlefield. Yeah. Um, so the big thing from uh, from GDC, uh, there was a keynote today from Nintendo. Uh, they talked. Uh, I want a son. Uh, yes, and uh, and fills me. And uh, 3DS is already out in Japan right now, if you haven't heard. Uh, we don't have one, obviously, because it's, it's region locked. Um, but uh, 3DS will have uh, Netflix. Netflix on the 3DS. And- hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me absorb the impact of that. <laughs> yep, another, yet another device where you can watch Netflix on. I, I have not been whelmed. Mm-hmm. Well, here, here's the most compelling thing for me. I love Netflix on mobile devices such as the phone and tablets. How often do you use that though? Not very much. And it's not because I'm not – there aren't situations. I mean it's a combination of factors of like I'm not sitting down for two hours at a time in right. any place where I'm not in front or of Or you're computer, in a train right, and, and there's and a the reception. Tunnel. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but also battery life. So I never want to use Netflix – on my phone because I could be doing other things. Like when I watch movies, I also like to check Twitter and and surf internet. What, when, so when do you think Netflix is? Oh, sorry, go ahead. So yeah, so if I had a 3ds, I could be watching Netflix potentially on the 3ds, which I don't know if the screen resolution is going to be that great for that. But it's not. Uh, and then also on my phone and and not sucking away the battery on my phone. So it's it's just a nice little feature. They're also partnering with AT and T to uh, so you get free Wi Fi with AT and T. Oh, through AT and T hotspots. So they yep. have the similar deal with McDonald's and DSIs, right? Yeah. So, I mean, the thing that I don't, I don't, I wish that Netflix would go to a model that's uh, more similar to like RDO. Like, I really like how RDO works because you, you can actually, the songs that you want to have on the phone with you when you don't have signal, you just download on the phone. It makes a big cache file and, you know, it we're, just we're works. Not, our network isn't there yet. Well, and would you argue that works as well for? Well, that's what you're I, doing when you stream though. Sorry, Matt. No, that's fine. I, I was just going to argue, I mean, is is that use case something that makes sense for video, though? Because, I mean, with songs, it seems like songs are something that you give repeated listens to um, you know, over and over. Whereas video, how many times do you want to sit down and watch the same Battlestar episode? Well, but when I go on a trip someplace, then the first thing, you know, before I go, I always queue up whatever it is I'm carrying, the iPad, that's iPhone, fair. whatever, with, yeah, that's, with that's, whatever that's I want to watch. That's a problem with, like, iTunes, and I wish there was a better rental model or subscription model. I, I mean, the thing is, Netflix is getting bigger and bigger. The whole queue, th- their paradigm is based on DVD share, you know, sharing DVDs. And I think that at some point in the not too distant future, they've got to kind of shift that to a more collectiony. Here's stuff that I like. Here's stuff that I don't like. Versus, you know, here here's what I want to have a disc for in my house. Versus what I don't. You, you know what I mean? It, it needs to be a little more browsy and a little less. We're gonna send you some shit. I know that's really vague. Keep in mind, though, the disc phenomena is still something that's really just U.S. exclusive. Like, I mean, up here, it's just it's all streaming. Oh, Netflix. The, there's no disc Netflix in Canada. No wow. disc Netflix. Streaming is the only. I pay seven bucks a month for Netflix streaming, and that's it. Well, it's easier to uh, build data centers than distribution centers, I guess. Big time. But I mean, I, I think as to your point, I mean, that's really where Netflix needs to start going. And I mean, I think 
in a lot of ways, Canada has kind of been, you know, for once that guinea pig for for the way that the U.S. Uh, you know version of Netflix works. Yeah, I, I can see that. Do you have RDO there? Um, I can't remember offhand. I don't think I've checked because I just learned to accept that we don't get anything. Yeah, you have yeah. Canadian. Well, they have, uh, but they don't even have Spotify yet. I guess that's that's. Oh no! Hell no! We um, don't have Spotify either. It's, it's really. I think it's really fortunate that Netflix was named Netflix and not like Net DVD. Right. <laughs> DVD envelope. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anything else out of the Iwata queue? Oh, they announced a Mario game. That's kind of exciting. Yeah, from the dudes who did uh, Super uh, Mario Galaxy. Yeah, a 3D platformer, Mario 64 style, not a new Super Mario Brothers style, which makes sense given the 3D nature of that handheld. Uh, God, yeah. um, I'll, I'll uh, add two more bits of PC gaming news, I guess. Okay. Um, since we're PC gamers, that's more relevant. Um, You're know. a PC gamer. I'm just a, I, I play games. I, I play PC games. You need to turn um, the microphone, though. So the Minecraft guys... Uh, Mojang, not, um, they not. announced their second game. Oh wow! Uh, scroll. It's a CCG. Okay. And what's I think a, CC, a collectible cust- card game? Customizable card game. Oh, customizable like magic uh, or Dominion. Wow. Yes, collect and but collectible in the sense you know you have to buy booster packs and stuff like that. So is it going to be um, a video game or a game like a physical game? It's a video game. Okay. But I, I I'm a little wary. There's there's a website right now. I, I'm not sure if it's Scroll.com or not. Um, and the other thing is uh, the Crisis 2 multiplayer demo is out, and um, if you have not been playing it, it's it's kind of fun. I downloaded it, but I haven't tried it yet. You're, you're enjoying? I, I am really enjoying it. Really? Like in, in a – it's kind of Modern Warfare-y, right? It, yes and no. Uh, it's Modern Warfare in that it is set in modern day, and the weapons kind of feel like Modern Warfare, like how, how responsive they are. Okay. Uh, but there's actually less kick in them, uh, the Modern Warfare. And because uh, you're you have the super suit, and it is it feels more like Quake, hmm. like fa- super fast, like super fast. Is there a badass rocket launcher? There's no rocket launcher, but it's super fast, and like you can. There's lots of like acrobatics that you do. Okay, I guess I'll buy that. Matt, Matt, what do you think about Crisis Two? I, I played it briefly on the 360, and I don't know. I wasn't blown away by it. Um, it it was fun, and I definitely sat down with it for like half an hour. But uh, I don't know. I'd like to see if the PC experience changes at all because I actually it did not feel as fast to me uh, on the 360. I have to admit, um, but maybe that's just me. Yeah, I, it's a game where having a good system, uh, where if you invest in a good system, you haven't been really maximizing it. Uh, you'll getting like 40 frames per second in this game uh, will give you a really big advantage over someone with 25 FPS. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I played I played a little Crisis Two actually at that Microsoft event last Thursday. They had a uh, Xbox Live game showcase that also had some Windows Phone Seven games and uh, a couple of uh, well, I guess games for Windows games. They had Fable Three. The games for Windows section at that event was the saddest thing I've seen in a long time because it was like <laughs> it was like twelve PCs set up with Fable Three and um, something I can't even remember. And nobody was playing. Like I walked over in that general vicinity because Batman was on the other side of that, and 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 I was like, oh, I don't want to. I don't. I didn't really. I didn't finish Fable Three on the Xbox. I'm not going to play it here. Uh, and and as I got in the general vicinity, the dude manning the desk was like, oh, would you like to check out Fable Three? It's like, no, I'm okay, thanks. <laughs> Probably crushed his spirit. For I know. The day. I know. I did get to see some of the new Windows Phone Seven games that are coming out, which which uh, actually looked quite impressive. There were some, uh, both some in, the indie games looked really exciting, and uh, there were a couple of. Well, there was a what looked like a kind of rough port of Hydro Thunder. I think it's still a little bit early, uh, but uh, let's see what else. What else did I see? There was a, I can't remember the name of. There was some Hungarian developed uh, kind of creepy crawly game that was om- almost gish like. 
uh, in that you explore this dungeon, but instead of kind of squeezing through cracks and sticking to walls and stuff, you had a bunch of pseudopods that you could jam out and stick to the wall and use them to move you from place to place. That looked that looked totally rad. Uh, there was a game where you played death. It played as death, and I can't remember what that <laughs> game was called, but that also was pretty good. Uh, I mean, it seems like they're investing in that in gaming on that platform, and they're even going to do like summer of live type events where you know they'll release a new game every week, and if you buy them all, then you something happens. I, I guess I don't. Know. I guess they're not doing the the discounts or the rebates like they do on the Xbox side because I, I guess you can bill uh, some of those apps through your phone bill. I didn't realize that when I was using the Windows Phone Seven phone, but anyway. Hmm. Uh, and then I also got to play Child of Eden, which was rad. Children. Children. Is it children or child? It was children. I always say children too and Brad always corrects me. So. Oh. Or maybe I always say children and child and Brad always – I don't know. Anyway. The, Anyways. Was the, it fun? The Miz game. Yeah, it was good. It, it was much more responsive than it was the last time I saw it. So, Have you uh, have you played Res? Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Okay, good. Just making sure. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> I was going to ask you to compare Res to Children of Eden because – Same game. Better okay. graphics. Different graphics. Not all vectory. I'm fine uh, with that. And then the Batman, if you haven't seen the bat footage from Batman that came out of as a result of those events, Batman Arkham City looks uh, nom, 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 nom. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. We're, we'll stop talking about games now. Uh, Sidewinder, my, Norm. Yeah, so a report came out yesterday that Microsoft is quietly um, – Getting Fixed rid name. of yeah the Sidewinder gaming division for their Sidewinder controls, and it's actually something they only brought back I think in two thousand eight. Um, yeah, with that with that ridiculously big mouse. Well, it, it was a big mouth, but it was a good mouse. It was actually a really, really well, good I mean, mouse. Like for Shaquille O'Neal or somebody with no, no, a good no. palm yeah. of basketball, yeah, it was great. <laughs> it was a good mouse. It was it had some really good innovations, one being that the thumb buttons were it's a good vertical and not, and not horizontal. So you can actually – there's no chance computer. of tapping both at once uh, accidentally. And, and uh, I guess mice and, and gaming peripherals are – uh, it's it's a category that Bad people are really uh, the gamers are, are are really discerning and they really there's a lot of brand affinity so like people who love Logitech stay with Logitech and it's hard to compete when there's like Steel Series when there's Razer and the real companies focused on gaming yeah exactly not that the technology in the Sidewinder series was bad it's just that it it, it was just a dumb shape it was, it was way too big the first one was way too big the second ones were better. The second ones were better, but the wireless was never right. I mean, it was it was an okay product, but it was not it was not something that it was the kind of thing that you would use and be like, oh yeah, it's kind of cool. I like the two buttons on the side. I'm never ever going to use this again. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of unfortunate. Um, I don't think it affects their other product lines. There's something coming out with that like, Microsoft hardware, uh, the Arc, yeah, the Arc mouse, the uh, the Touch mouse, and all that stuff. Okay, uh, and then the last thing on my list for today is Gakai. Gakai is live on live. No, it's it's not on live. It's Gakai. Gakai and on live are competing services that do the same thing. Okay, um, cloud what do gaming. they do? Cloud gaming, you can play that games sounds like a buzzword. without app. It is totally a buzzword. Okay, uh, play games without having to actually own any hardware other than uh, a computer with a web browser. I um, like that. And Gakai uh, is, I think, uh, Dave Perry of Shinies. Um, <laughs> Messiah, that guy, that guy. Holy shit, I, project. Wow. They didn't. Didn't they also do that Enter the Matrix game that was alternately kind of awesome and terrible? Yeah, I think mostly terrible, and the only awesome parts were that you got to see some movie bits. Yeah, from the movie. Yeah, it had Monica Bellucci in it. Yeah, she kissed um, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith. <laughs> yeah, and I'll um, be back in about five minutes. Man, well, <laughs> jokes. Uh, so Kakai uh, is live right now, Bless you. and if you if you are near a data center where they support it, uh, if you go to their website, you'll be able to play. I think a uh, uh, like a 90-minute demo of Mass Effect 2. 
um, the <laughs> PC version and just see how it works. And Mass Effect 2 is it's not like a Twitch game. Um, that is true. So like you could play with a little bit of lag and it's fine. I didn't notice all that lag. Uh, I think the games they support now like in Sims 3 and not Sims 3, uh, like Spore and, and maybe Sims 3, but uh, basically not uh, not no, Twitch no, games. Yeah, not, not no shooters. Unreal Tournament 2004. And Un- Unreal Tournament 3, UT3 was one of the games that on live was really pimping as one of their lead games. Um, so I don't know how this actually compares to on live. Uh, we'll find out um, once uh, we have we a kit out. coming from on live, right? We do. So we're actually going to get one of those on live game systems and see how that performs uh, on our super fast internet. My bet, not so hot. Yeah. I just don't like the idea of not actually owning the products. Yeah, well, at least they got rid of the monthly service fee now. Uh, so I guess that wraps it up for news this week, unless anybody has anything else. Um, oh, my gosh. Bueller? T- today's the real- reality distortion field has kind of masked everything, mm. i.e. also taking up all my uh, Mental bandwidth? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it, at one point, I looked up during that keynote at Twitter, and my TweetDeck stream was just – it was it was like a it, it was like a um you know like old tiny cash registers or slot it looked like a slot machine actually where where the one column was just moving constantly and it was all iPad oh so some other I guess minor news bits I'm just gonna run through them really quickly okay uh, Steam I think uh, the rumors are gonna get a big picture mode for your living room so Steam, oh that's not a rumor that's an announcement so Steam I guess it, big picture uh, oh, it's a living room interface living room interface so you could play. Uh, Play games, download stuff, manage well, Steam accounts, and stuff. but even better, it works with a with a with a remote or a gamepad. Yeah. So if you plug your Xbox gamepad into your PC, run it into the living room, so then I'm you don't have to have a super, keyboard. Super super skeptical, um, unless this it works great for like HTPCs and uh, I, I, I'm building a gaming PC for my living room. So well, maybe, the, maybe that'll the thing that they have to do, I think, is put the put the good put the apps that the games that work well with the game pads front and center in that UI. So you know how like right now you have the Mac games, the installed games, all those different filters. I think they'll have gamepad game filter on the front and and that will determine what shows up. Because you know like like third person games work great with game pads. I think you're being overly optimistic about how smart they are about this thing. I, I think they're know. I think they're gonna spend more efforts doing UI and designing big icons and mm, less about filtering stuff. They, they're, 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 they've never been that great with the filtering stuff, especially with the new Steam update. Well that's true. Um, and then uh, there are also rumors that um, Intel and NVIDIA uh, – or no, not Intel, NVIDIA. NVIDIA and AMD are going to launch their dual GPU video cards in the near future. Um, uh, the, I don't uh, think that's true. Uh, OK. Why, how are they going to get two of these giant-ass GPUs onto one video card in the PCI Express constraints? Uh, I, Absolutely doable. Okay. And, um, you say so. These cards, I mean, there are pictures of these cards online already. Oh, well, um, so, never mind. Uh, the word, uh, what people are saying is NVIDIA may announce their dual GPU card at PAX East, which makes total sense because PAX East is where they announced Fermi last year, the 480. Okay. And uh, AMD uh, will probably launch theirs around that time as well. Mm. Uh, someone did leak some uh, briefings about that, uh, that card. So the battle for the fastest video card in the world rages on? Absolutely. Mm. Just just in time for Crisis 2. I like Crisis. Okay, I'm going to play some music and then let's talk about what we're testing. Hey, Matt, what are you testing? Well, I'm actually not testing anything new. Um, it's actually something quite old. Uh, I picked up two old Emacs, educational Emacs. Wow. Uh, th- yeah, that were oh, going to be you, I thought you meant Emacs like the... Uh, 
like the text the editor. Text, text editor. Yeah. No, I'm a no. VI guy myself. No one got Let's that. Let's not get into a fight. Um, yeah, I picked up two, two old Emacs that were going to be junked. One of them works. One of them doesn't boot, and I'll probably turn them into aquariums. I like nice. that. Are they yeah. are the Emacs? Are the are they the gumdrop old iMac with the CRT? Or are they? Uh, they're they're the that? CRTs. Um, they aren't translucent. Um, or sorry, they're not the. Um, they're not like the candy colored, you know, old old IMAX. Okay. Those but are the these ones are more IMAX. like a, yeah. These are the frosted white ones. So I think they'll still look pretty badass turned into some sort of, uh, you know, aquarium style. You know, thing. I have an old uh, RCA t- console TV from like the late fifties, early sixties that I turned into an aquarium for a long time. But it Damn. gets really gross in there after a while. That much proximity to water with wood, not so good. So I'll be interested to hear how the plastic goes. Uh, shoot some video of that. Make sure, make sure you yeah. document that. That's yeah. Good. That, this will probably be more of a like April project just because I know the next month is going to be, you know, really busy. But I got two of them. So if something goes wrong, I can just there start on the second. Norman, what are you testing these days? Um, Looks like you're testing the, ton, the Motorola uh, Zoom right now. A ton of shit. And I was actually just double checking because I, I, so much stuff has gone by in the past week. That I forgot if we talked about Thunderbolt last week. And I guess we did. We talk, didn't. We talked about Thunderbolt on the podcast last week. So um, I am indeed testing the Zoom for review, and I've been—I actually have both the iPad and iPhone on the table right now, but I've not touched it during an entire podcast, which is taking all of my considerable restraint. To you do. also have some chips here, some Palm, and, uh, yeah, and and also not eating these chips, also taking considerable restraint. Yeah, that's we so, appreciate that. Um, the Zoom uh, so far, uh, as like I've always said, web browsing is the most important thing. I mean, there are only like under fifty apps of. Uh, that work really well for the on the Zoom, um, so it there's a very limited things you can do on it right now. Uh, but web browsing, I, I like. There are some things I definitely am unhappy with. Uh, it's, it seems it seemed really inconsistent to me. I took it home last weekend before you start on the review. Some sites, perfect, much better experience than the iPad. Uh, overall, the scrolling I think is a little slower. The pinch zoom stuff not as optimized. But you, I mean, that's Android. They don't have the same like heuristic patents as as Apple. But I, uh, but it's just like little things like some sites only render in mobile and some some like login things don't work. Text editors don't work. It's just little things that really bug me. And, and I mean there's other stuff too. Like uh, there's, there's a fair amount of input lag at times. You know you can – I've had moments where I open it up, put the cursor in the, in the location bar, start typing and it does the first letter or two, and then I look up and there's nothing there, and then all of a sudden the entire URL I just typed out or search query or whatever gets dumped in at once. Oh, and I mean that kind of stuff's just unacceptable. You know what I hate? Yeah, like if you're if you're typing in a URL because mostly you want to use it in landscape mode, you, as intuitive as that is, uh, because even on an iPad it's very easy to browse in portrait mode and. On uh, and most web browsers are taller. well because of the aspect ratio well, four that, by yeah, three exactly. by sixteen you, by nine. You, you want no, you want the taller. I mean, even on your desktop monitor, which may be sixteen by ten or four by three, your web browser window is going to be narrow. Okay, that's how people browse the web. So, but in browsing landscape, if I touch the, like the navigation bar and I start typing it in, the suggestions field uh-huh. will drop down, oh yeah, down and yeah. cover the the keyboard. And so as I type, it'll just hit whatever the suggestion is and go to that page. Yeah, it's 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 um. I mean, the thing is, the iPad gets kind of a pass on web browsing because most everybody, m- many, many apps, many, many sites that generate content also have apps or a mobile version that's tailored for the iPad. The Android stuff doesn't have that benefit. So those guys, I mean, they really have to get on it and, and have this web browsing experience be amazing. And it's not there right now. It's it's not amazing. It's good. It's it, good. It's very usable. It's okay. 
but it's not amazing. Yeah, I, I found um, I found a lot of weird inconsistencies even where pages didn't render quite right. I'm really interested to see what happens. I think what, what Chrome is supposed to come to Android to Android tablets with ice cream. Is that right? Something like that. Is it just me or does Android always seem like it's one release away from being awesome? Is that unfair? Perpetually. Yeah. I, I'm I'm not I, after using this for a while, I was a little bit down on it. I'm not super excited about the honeycomb tablets, which makes me a little bit sad because I thought that I, I mean I think that Android has the best chance of producing a a world, you know, an Apple class tablet in twenty eleven. Although HP looks promising too, I guess. Um anything else, Mr. Chan? Yep. So oh my gosh. I know ton, there's other stuff, but ton of stuff. Um uh, still getting headphones in um, not gonna actually uh, do heavy duty testing on those until I have all the headphones in. I'm getting uh, some some people are uh, a little more reluctant to send us samples than others, so I'm trying to make sure we have a really good selection. Just let, for I mean, we have a budget stuff. to buy some of those if we need to. So. Uh, there, I mean, since we're going like the 200 to 300 dollar range, uh, if we need to, it's, yeah. it's it's nice if they could. It would be nice to not have to pay for them. Exactly. Yes, I agree. But uh, we were taking recommendations from you guys, the listeners and the readers, and so I have been going through. Um, the uh, the forum discussion threads and um, picking out some of these models to, to call them in to include in the roundup. But we do have a good amount. Um, and then I also uh, t- uh, took home the uh, Bowers and Wilkins Zeppelin Air and test that over the weekend. I think the review is actually going to go up later tonight. Oh, nice. Um, uh, okay. And I'm I'm uh, both up and down on it. Um, and uh, did the did you figure out the inconsistencies? The inconsistency with the is only in the Zeppelin Air. Uh, Apple TV does not have the same inconsistency. Oh, interesting. And that's where I'm down on it. Uh, and it's one of those things where I don't think AirPlay is completely ready yet for this type of device, um, which I don't think it ever will be if you can't update the firmware on this device. And so it might be the, the upshot is if you uh, are in the market for a really high end iPod dock, uh, find a used Zeppelin Air first gen and get that at under six hundred dollars. Well, except it doesn't work right with iPhones and, and no, it, uh, it, 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 the first one worked work right. No, it it does. I mean, I've used it. It it uh, it uh, the, fir- the first one doesn't. The, the first one it it doesn't isolate the antenna noise, so you get the do 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 in your music, which is suck. That's no good then. Yeah. Um, well, that's it. That's a kind of a bummer. I, I, you're talking about the, the, who, the priority problem with the airplay stuff. The airplay is the music streaming thing. We, I know we talk about it a lot, but, yeah. uh, and, and you don't get the, like, it doesn't drop priority when a device disconnects. It doesn't drop the lock when it disconnects. People have to manually Ugh. release their connection uh, from airplay, sucks. uh, from that, uh, from the Zeppelin air for other devices to connect. You can't that, just overwrite. That seems like, like the kind of thing they would have caught. Uh, and then, uh, finally, um, I am uh, d- finally getting around to doing um, some dual GPU testing. So uh, SLive versus Crossfire 570s versus uh, the 6970s, I believe, on uh, AMD side. Okay. Uh, we're actually updating our test bed. Uh, the test bed we've been using for all the GPU reviews uh, was the, uh, the system we built last year. So now it's a P67 system instead of 65? Yeah, so it was a P55 system. Um, it was like a Sandy Core, Core i5-860 or something, which I think is a, it was a very good uh, very um, good mid-range system, um, like $1,500 system when we okay. built it last year. But now it's kind of low and everyone's kind of moving on Sandy Bridge. Sandy Bridge is uh, – I think Newegg started selling them again. So uh, we're going to upgrade it to like a, a 2,500K uh, Sandy Bridge. Cool. Uh, so I've been testing the Atrix still. Uh, I, I'm I'm up and down on this too. It's uh, it's it's very fast, very responsive. Occasionally, not at all. 
Uh, and it, it seems to get very warm. Like battery life is, has been a continual problem. I've, I've, uh, at the, for a while I was using with that live view watch band, you know, the, the, the accessory monitor for the phone. And I actually stopped doing that because I was afraid that the constant Bluetooth connection was killing battery life on the phone. But that's not really the case because battery life, even without using that, is still kind of shitty. Uh, it gets really, really hot when you use it for a while, which isn't really what I want in, in something that I put in, you know, next to my groin. Uh, I don't. I don't know about you guys, but uh, I mean, it's just not. It's not. It's not exactly what I was wanting. It's still, I think it's still my favorite Android phone, which is kind of the disappointing thing. Uh, Moto Blur is surprisingly good. I'm. I, I'm shocked. It. What I've used of Moto Blur in the past hasn't been particularly uh, compelling. I. Th- I think I'm disappointed by this, of the screen. Yeah, the screen. The screen looks not good at all yeah. especially when compared to a to somebody else's phone to to any other phone like either the super amoled stuff from samsung super amoled or, plus or yeah or the or, the ips phones on the yeah. iphone 4 or even like an old tft on the on the nexus or or any of those phones it's just it's a kind of a bummer so uh so yeah i mean it, the thing is it's not a terrible phone it's not it's not a phone that i would feel is really disappointing except i've used other phones that are better uh, the camera also is good during the daytime with light. It's not very good at all in low light situations. I found, uh, I should have the review for that done next week though. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Uh, see, I've also been testing some crazy Japanese coffee stuff. I've never really used this before, but, uh, one of the things that you, well, basically a lot of times, you know, you go to a coffee shop, especially a fancy one, and they'll have these little cones with paper filters in them and they dump the coffee in and, and pour water over the top of that and, and it drips down into your cup in the bottom. Uh, and it's a relatively easy way to make coffee, especially if you're in an office environment or something like that and you have access to hot water but but don't really have uh, have uh, a real coffee maker or, or the coffee maker at your office sucks. So I've been using the the Hario pour-over kettle that's called the Buono, Bueno, Bueno, Buono. I don't know. I don't speak Japanese very well. Uh, and then along with the – that's that's a, this weird honeycomb-shaped kettle – with a really long spout that comes out in a very specific way and lets you really, really control uh, how the water hits the coffee, which is quite good. Uh, that that video is up now, I think, actually. Uh, by the time you hear this, it's, it's up. It went up this morning, didn't it? Oh, no. Uh, I watched it before I came in here. Uh, so it'll be up shortly. Uh, definitely check that out. Uh, it's, it makes an interesting cup of coffee. It's a little more techniquey, and there's plenty of ways to fuck it up if you're trying to make it. So if you want to make a consistent cup of coffee, this is not the way to do it. But if you want to do something with a little more flair, it's kind of an interesting way to make coffee. Um, and then I also, my copy of Avatar in 3D came the other day. Mm. Exclusive to Panasonic? Exclusive to Panasonic. So I sat down and watched that. Uh, Avatar, I still don't really like the movie that much, but but the 3D was okay, I guess. Making use of that 3D TV? Yeah. I've also had a copy of Killzone 3 sitting on my table at home for a week and a half, two weeks now. And uh, every time I sit down to play, I'm like, oh, do I want to – I'll fire up the glasses and try it out. And like, no, I don't don't really want to wear the fucking glasses. So I haven't haven't played that at all yet. I'm a little bummed. Uh, But yeah, so that's uh, that's it for me this week. And uh, I guess uh, let's, uh, let's do some questions. If you have a question for Tested, you can email us at podcast.tested.com. Keep those files short and the questions shorter, 10 megabytes in one minute. Uh, if you're doing it from your phone, uh, use the microphone attached to your headset. And if you run the questions through Levelator before you send them over, you're a personal hero of mine. Here's the first question. 
Hi, Tested Crew. This is Tom from Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Uh, Hi, quick Tom. bit of Massachusetts trivia. Massachusetts is one of only four states in the U.S. that designates itself a commonwealth rather than a state. And while this has no constitutional bearing, it stems mainly from uh, the state's early attempts to distance itself from its uh, status as a royal colony. Um, and I just thought that was a bit of interesting trivia. Uh, so on to my question. I'm a newer listener to the podcast, and uh, I've long been a technophile. However, I've been on the poor side for about the past six years or so due to being in college. Uh, I graduated from college in 2009, and now I'm attending optometry school and essentially living off of government loans. So I really have very little budget to indulge my technology-obsessed nature. Uh, I'm wondering how you guys yourselves have weathered the lean seasons, either in college, uh, between jobs, or otherwise. And uh, what would you recommend as a cheap way to get my fix, if one exists? Uh, after seeing your quick look of the Google CR48, if I'm getting that right, uh, I did actually apply to their test program. Um, I doubt that they <laughs> will be getting back to me anytime soon, but I did try to uh, illustrate my need as a student and uh, try to offer some sort of unique perspective there. Uh, so that's been my one vain attempt. Um, if you have any other suggestions, please let me know. Um, and I appreciate it. Uh, keep up the good work, and uh, I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks, guys. Hmm. Graduate school. I never went to graduate school, so I didn't have really lean years. Yeah, graduate school's really, really lean, I guess. Um, I guess, you know, you get, you get paid if you're a TA. Uh, but not much. I mean, the be the benefit I had was when I was in school, there wasn't a whole lot of awesome stuff out. I mean, it was before phones were really a thing even. And, I mean, I... Of an expensive video card was two hundred bucks in nineteen ninety five. So, you know, I I would basically just eat. I would go to the store and buy a whole shitload of ramen and bologna, and then eat that instead of real food, and and always cash in my meal plan money. And I and I did IT consulting work on the side for a long time, and paid for most of my school that way. So, you know, uh, extra jobs which aren't really an option in graduate school, is my understanding. Norm, what about you? Hang out at malls so you can go to like Best Buy or the Apple Store and just play with stuff. Uh, or learn the return policies of many stores. Uh, oh, that's, or that's buy and resell stuff. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, buy and sell stuff. Yeah, I mean, if you're a PC nerd, you can kind of get by by building computers for your friends. I mean, I know I know a dude who literally every computer he ever built like his computer was always parts that were going on other people's computers down the road. So somebody would say, Hey, I need a computer. And he would, and he had the little flyers out all over campus and he would just pop whatever video card he was using out and CPU he was using out. And then, you know, replace, replace what, what he had, uh, sell that to the person down the line <laughs> and replace what he had with something nicer. But yeah, that's find little, rich friends who yeah. buy like buying new things. And so they have hand-me-downs. I don't think that works either. Matt, what about totally you? You're works. in school. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I try not to. Uh, I try not to spend too too much money on you know electronics and stuff. I find what works best is at least making the stuff I have now last, which you know is not the best thing for someone who needs you know the current gen model of everything. But I mean, case in point, I still go to the gym with an iPod Mini, first gen. Wow, you have one that works still. Yep. Man, mine conked out like three years ago. I'm telling you, the day that that thing actually here's the nice thing about the minis, and this might be a cool tested feature at some point. Um, well, maybe it's too old. But anyways, point is is that those things essentially run off of um, miniature hard drives that can be swapped for compact flash yeah, cards. No, well, except for you can't swap them for compact flash cards. The, the, it, I've tried that, and it, it has Didn't never work ever you? worked for me. No, Interesting. The, there's some sort of DRM or something on the – because it's an IBM microdrive in there. Yeah. And it, the but, firmware is special is all I could figure. 
See, because I'm assuming we're both going off the same thing where there used to be all those articles about people who were just swapping out CF drives for or CF cards for, you know, the micro drives. Well, um, and that's what the thing that I what happened, as I recall, is that people would would use that to get a cheap micro drive. Right. Because right. at the time, micro drives were really expensive. And the micro drive before it died would work outside of the iPod mini. The problem was putting a, a CF card back into the iPod mini never, ever worked for me. But I didn't right, really spend right. that much time on it. Yeah, fair enough. That's good to know. I mean, one of the reasons why I like it so much is, is you know, it has like weight to it. It has weight and it also has a bit of a um, a bit of thickness to it. Like I've I've gone running and I go running a lot and I've gone running with a iPod Nano. And uh, for whatever, I don't know. I, I like having something in my hand. What color do you have, Matt? Uh, I was boring. I bought silver. But the first one, the first one was actually the blue. Yeah, I have the blue. It's, I bought it's the in blue. a bag. The pieces are in a Ziploc bag in my desk drawer at home. You ready for a sob story? I bought the blue one. Uh, walking home one day from school at the time, the headphone cord got caught on the guy's knapsack in front of me, and it went tumbling across the intersection, completely dead. Oh, uh, no. So I ended up, yeah, I ended up bringing it back to the guys I bought it from, and I'm like, yeah, a b- b- bit of an accident happened, and they took pity on me and gave me a new one. Oh, that was nice. So, yeah, it was. It was. This was a small. A uh, small Canadian store. There weren't many locations, and they unfortunately shut down. Probably for doing stuff yeah, like probably that. Because they made they were nice. Yes. <laughs> uh, the thing. The other thing I would say is, you know, maybe uh, maybe figure out a way you can moonlight somehow. I mean, that, that's if if a making things last is a really good is a really good point. You don't need the newest of everything. I mean, we always talk about the newest of everything because that's what's interesting at the time, and, and that's what people seems like the audience wants to hear about. If we busted out here and started talking about last year's iMac, uh, last year's shuffles on this episode, I think people would come at us with knives. But um, I mean, you don't need the newest everything. You don't need to upgrade your laptop every year. You don't need to upgrade your iPhone every year. Yeah, I mean, none of that stuff is 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 uh, iPhones last three, four, five years if you take good care of them. Especially if you're willing to pop it open, swap out the battery when the battery starts to conk out. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, make make yourself last. It's better for the Earth anyway. Your uh, your refurb point was really good too. Um, yeah, because one of the more one of the more recent iPods that I bought was a 120 gig classic um, refurb. No, sorry, 80 gig classic refurb, uh, and I got it for dirt cheap uh, at like Boxing Day. Yeah, it's, it's the uh, thing where, where, where a lot of people have this thing where the like, you know Will never buys, uh, has never bought a new car, only go for used cars. I only buy used cars um, because you know once you drive it off the lot, it's like 20 percent of the value is gone. Wait a couple of days, another 10 percent of the value gone. Um, <laughs> but with, it's refurb. It's like the same thing. I mean, yeah. it's most of it's certified. It, the parts, sure, other people have used the the guts, and it's not going to last, you know, thirty years. As, but most people exchange, you know, their their devices every two years or so. So get a refurb. Save another uh, another good way to think about it is that refurbs aren't always ones that have been used. I mean, they might be open box models that right. you know. Someone might have ripped open and then looked at and then returned because they didn't like the color. Well, one, th- um, one, one thing that somebody pointed out during TV Quest that was really important is if you're looking at TVs, uh, it's okay to get refurbs in an open box, but you don't want to buy the floor model because a floor model at Best Buy after a year will have a retarded number of hours on it. And I mean, you just don't want, you don't want to buy a TV with 2,000 hours on it. Same goes for hard drives. I knew a dude who used to buy refurb hard drives. <laughs> okay, hard drives no are the one thing that you don't want to get <laughs> oh, refurb. Boy. I, I, in fact, actually, with like you know definite lifespans and and Me- moving time bombs. mechanical parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't. I. I hell. I re- hard drives are so cheap now. I replace the hard drives before they die. Yeah. yeah. 
my home yeah. server, I have a couple of drives in there that are Seagate 7200.11s that I know are ticking time bombs. And <laughs> and I've been sitting thinking, you know, I should just pay the $100 and buy two terabyte drives that I can swap those out with so that I don't have a have a, a, a media apocalypse in there. <laughs> that's what I did a few weeks back, although I wasn't able to avert disaster. Uh, that's no good. No. Um, Always be backing up. You know, speaking of the car thing, Norm, I we've been talking about getting a hybrid because we drive in and out of the city all the time now. And I think that the hybrid might be the first thing I buy new because I'm a little nervous about the battery situation. You don't have the 10-year warranty on the batteries and all that if you buy used. I don't know. This may be a discussion for another day. That's true. That's true. I mean, I, and I'm surprised that they don't put a new battery in and just give you – I mean, that's the the one thing I would want new in a hybrid car. Right. Well, but I'm also worried that the drivetrains, I mean, that, that's a, as a technology, it's barely 10, you know, we're just now approaching 10 years old. And I'm wondering if, if, uh, you know, you, you, they, the full ramifications of buying a five year old hybrid are, are out there. The other thing is, of course, they're much more efficient now. You know, you look at a new Prius, it's 50 miles to a gallon versus 35 years ago. So anyway, uh, we've got some more questions here. Hi guys, this is Ryan from Fort Wayne, Indiana. My fun fact regarding Fort Wayne is it's recent 15 minutes of fame uh, for the debate over the naming of one of our uh, government buildings after a former mayor, Harry Balls. Enough said. Uh, on to my question. Uh, I was wondering um, if you could shed some light on um, some thoughts I was having about the newly announced Thunderbolt, uh, aka Light Peak. On the surface, it sounds awesome. 10 gigabits per second. Uh, sounds super fast. However, um, in thinking of a simple example of moving a, a large file from your onboard SATA drive to an external drive uh, that supports Thunderbolt, wouldn't the file transfer be limited by uh, SATA speeds? I think the most common uh, SATA speed out there today is around uh, 3 gigabits per second. So, um, you know, SATA 3 gigabits per second versus light peak 10 gigabits per second. Thanks for the help, guys. So, so yeah, I mean that is that is part of the problem. I, I think the larger use for this is to hook up an external RAID array, and then rather than copy the files to and from your hard drive, actually work off of that RAID array just like you would with an internal hard drive array inside your machine, uh, almost like a one man SAN. Uh, although that's that's a little unfair. A SAN is a storage area network. It's a big giant collection of hard drives that basically works as a super, super fast storage thing. It's usually connected through fiber channel or 10 gigabit Ethernet or something like that. Um, I, I don't the, – the the scary thing about Lightpeak to me isn't the throughput or, the, or whatever because, I mean, SSDs are getting faster. We're not quite at a point yet where you could plug an SSD straight into the PCI Express bus and it will run at PCI Express speeds. Uh, but that that's coming. Uh, the scary thing is that every time Intel has tried to push a standard in the past, it's failed because they either refuse to license it at a reasonable rate or they hold on to some sort of core IP and and no one else can implement it properly. And and uh, I mean, you look at FireWire and you look at even USB three, which is an open standard. Uh, I I don't know that Intel is going to make Lightpeak happen, but. On the other hand, it would be really nice to be able to sit down at a desk, plug in my laptop to a DisplayPort cable, and and have, you know, a real real data storage off of the notebook uh, without a whole lot of hassle. Anybody, any else? Anybody else? No, it's true. And Intel just announced a, a new uh, generation of SSD, the five ten series, which are six GPS. So we're we're getting there. Yeah, and and those those supposedly, I mean, they're saying I don't know if anybody's actually had hands on with them yet, but. 
the the implication I got from that release was that they'll actually be able to saturate the bus both in burst and sequential reads, which is pretty impressive. Wrong music. Hey, Tested Podcast. Will, Norm, Gary, Anna, other guests that's on this week. Uh, HKZ from the forums here. Living in South Carolina. I'm not from here, and my fun fact is this place fucking blows. Um, got a question. Got a 2009 MacBook Pro looking to upgrade one of the new quad cores. I'm thinking about getting the SSD, um, one of the 128 gigabyte ones. Are those drives any good? And um, what's the best way to keep a Windows installed down? I have a... 100 gigs partitioned right now, and it's using 70 gigs of that. Don't have any photos, don't have any music. Um, I've got a couple of games from Steam. I got the Half Life 2 series, uh, Left 4 Dead, Left 4 Dead 2, Fallout New Vegas. That's about it. And I was wondering what the best way to keep that install size down. I'm not loading it up with a bunch of crap now, I just got a few games. Um, any help you could give me on keeping my Windows installed nice and neat and small would be greatly appreciated. Thanks. Uh, so the first thing to do if you want to keep your Windows install small is not install games. Yeah. Uh, games take up a lot of space. I think Fallout New Vegas is like 16 gigs uncompressed. Isn't that is – it, it, I mean it's crazy big. Uh, so games, games more than music will fill up your hard drive unless you have a giant music collection. Uh, the other thing I would say is you should move someplace that you like, dude. Don't, don't live in South Carolina if it sucks. Uh, anybody what else what else what was the other question oh um ssd we don't know about the ssds in the new macbooks i don't think we're gonna actually review those because we don't we're not going to pay for them apple's not going to send them over yeah uh, i mean f- compared to like the third um the third party ssds uh they the cost i think around the same it i mean if you buy a, a standard macbook and then get a third party ssd you're gonna have an extra hard drive um but 128 gigs i don't know if that's enough uh it is very expensive to go more than that and that size, and um, I mean, one twenty-eight. You're under two dollars a gigabyte. Anything bigger than that, you go over two dollars a gigabyte. I don't know about the Apple specific ones, but on the like those Intel SSDs are five hundred and six hundred dollars for a two fifty-six model, uh, two fifty-six gig model. So, um, I, I if, if you're running a, a one twenty-eight gig SSD, I would not run both Windows and OS ten. Right. I mean, you, that's a commitment. I think I, if you want to run Windows and OS ten, get a five hundred gig momentous drive and and use that instead. Or, or you know, use a USB port and store a ton of stuff on an external drive. Yeah. Well, and, of course, the other thing you can do is uh, is get the uh, – what's the bay adapter called? The – Open drive maybe. Is that right? Uh, are you talking about? The thing that you, you pull the optical drive out and, oh, and drop right, yeah. a hard drive into the optical drive slot mm-hmm. in the MacBook Pro. Uh, that's the other thing you could do. I, I don't know – I mean, they don't support that. You'll have to do that yourself. Uh, but you can you there are actually kits and if you if you, you can't find it post it in the comments and I'll send you a link. Uh, basically, there's uh, Matt Mike Horn over in the top men department did it the other day. Uh, you you pop out the optical drive, you put an SSD into your main uh, drive slot, and then you take the old hard drive, plug it into the into this adapter, put that where the where the optical drive used to be, and then you don't just don't have an optical drive in the MacBook anymore. Which at this point I don't think is that big a deal. I mean, as long as you have a USB external drive, and I think some of these kits even will come with the USB external cage for the old optical <laughs> drive. Uh, I mean, I, I I can count on my hands the number of times I've used the optical drive on my MacBook Pro. Yeah. And that's going to change even more in Leopard or in Lion, rather. Oh, you think so? As as the App Store becomes a real thing, 
Well, I mean, I I wasn't entirely convinced um, up until I kind of started seeing some more signs around the OS. Like, I thought it was really telling that now when you go into the boot camp uh, installer, it asks you um, first if you want to download all the Windows files, and then it says, or you can use your OS X install disk if you have one. Hmm. Um, so it kind of gives you the option now to either just, you know. Well, that's good, though. I mean, the, yeah. having to have the OS X install disk was a bummer It was every a pain time. in the ass. I'm not going to lie. I had to torrent them half the time. Because right. I could not find my disk. And you can't get them from Apple very easily. It's no. Awful. No, no, no. Uh, so, yeah, I guess that does it for questions this week. Was that three questions or was that two? That was three. three. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, I'm gonna, uh, if you have a question, podcastattested.com, 10 megabytes, one minute, hometown trivia, headset mic, levelator. I think that's it. So for Norman Chan, Matt Bragg, and myself, Will Smith, thanks for listening. We will talk to you guys next week. Stay tuned for the fake outtakes. Hi there. I didn't see you. That's it. It's our job. Sometimes we do stuff that's awesome. Sometimes we do stuff that's just dumb. That's it. Okay. I have a topic. Okay. Go. How big do you think our sun is in the oh relative scale? We did this last week. <laughs> we're doing this we again. We did this last week. <laughs> no, no, no. We're going we're gonna, to we're, we're gonna inception this up another notch. Uh, I learned about hypergiant suns this week. Okay. Our sun is a standard, maybe, maybe I don't know, the average. So, no, it's class M planet. Oh, yeah. Because A to Z, M is in the middle. Class okay. N is too hot and L is too cold, which am I right? I think that's only in Star Trek. It's, I don't think that's a real thing. Uh, <laughs> it's in Star Trek, so it's a real thing. Um, our sun, I think, is one of the smaller suns in the galaxy. I would say maybe one-twentieth uh, the size of an average sun. Uh, I don't know about that, but how, how much smaller than the biggest suns do you think our sun is? thousand times smaller. Yeah, that's about right, actually. It's like yeah. 1,300. Wow. Uh, can you imagine how big a 1300 times the solar mass sun is? Well, here's the thing. Back to the scale of our solar system, yes. it still will not be as big as the volume of our solar system, the radius of our solar system. Uh, yeah, that involves some terrifying math. We should talk about something else. What, what, does anybody have any science stuff to talk about this week? There were spacewalks today. Uh, that's not science. That's fucking... What do you mean? That's, that's space. Yeah, you know... My goal now is to raise $100,000 so I can get on to... Four minutes of zero G? No, I want one of those, um, you know, those uh, Virgin Galactic flights. Four minutes of zero G. <laughs> is that what it is? Four minutes. I'll, I'll do it. $25,000 a minute. Yeah. If you want, I can go get a bungee cord and some poles. We can give you four minutes of zero G in the backyard. It'll, yes. it'll be over. Do you know anyone else who's been... Outside of, you know, whatever the highest level of the atmosphere is. The troposphere? Mm-hmm. The stratosphere? The mesosphere? Uh, <laughs> Richard Garriott. You're eating chips. A uh, dude I interviewed for a story, um, I guess a few months back, he worked, uh, he's a contractor for NASA, and uh, he worked on the plane that they used to train uh, folks. The Not the Vomit Comet, but uh, one of the one of the contracted planes. The nausea. So, what's the training process? Could you? Could you? Th- do you think anyone here could go through all the training? I'm too yes. old. Let's okay. Let's let's figure out what the training entails. I want this is. 
Let topic. me let me pull astronaut it up. Astronaut training? I, yeah, astronaut training. I want to. Well, I saw the right stuff, up. but it's not like that anymore, right? It's kinder and gentler. Like I don't think they give somebody a barium enema and then make them go downstairs anymore. What? Okay, yeah, I want to see what the, the. Have you never seen the right stuff? Nope. How have you never seen the right stuff, Norman? Ch- Matt Braga, have you ever seen the right stuff? No. Fuck you both. Your homework. <laughs> your homework is to get on the internet and go to Netflix because right stuff is on Netflix or it was a few weeks ago. American I seen Space Camp. Oh God. <laughs> you're lucky. You're three feet away. I'd reach over and throttle you right now. Uh, okay. So what? Ne- what? What? The right stuff is is it's the movie based on the Tom Wolf book. Tom Wolf followed uh, the astronauts around, or maybe he didn't follow them around. Maybe he came back and did it later. But anyway, he basically researched the Mercury 7 astronauts and went through the whole process of selecting them, uh, their personal lives, all that stuff, all the horrible, horrible tests that they made them go through. Uh, and and it's a fantastic book. It's a good movie. You should watch both. I'm going to read the How Stuff Works page on astronaut training. Oh, God damn it. The first phase <laughs> starts with two years of basic training. Much of this takes place in the classroom. So it's basically going back to school. Things Nerds. I do not like. <sighs> I thought this was going to be awesome. No, dude. Ast- bus Astronauts. drivers. That's what NASA is. Bus drivers. So they tra- They study in the classroom. Then outside the classroom, they must complete military water and land survival training for an unplanned We could probably do Earth. that. So we could do that part. I'm sure we could do the school stuff. That's easy. You got to do earth sciences, meteorology, space science, engineering. No, I mean, I, I'm sure we could find somebody who would do the military survival training for us right now. We could like do that next week. The survival awesome trainings video. requires that you become scuba qualified. Okay. I'm do- done. Pass a swimming test in the first month. Done. Okay. Swim three lengths of a 25 meter pool without stopping. It's easy. Like without Back breathing? No, or can, just... no, no, no. It's without any breaks. So oh, yeah. No problem. Yeah, no, no problem. And then almost tread water continuously. For 10 minutes. Oh, I've done that before. While wearing head. a flight suit. Oh, that might be hard, but I've done it with jeans on before. Jeans is already tough. Jeans is hard. Jeans, is jeans really I think, are tough. heavier than a flight suit. They, they soak up so much yeah. water and restrict your movements a lot. So yeah, you there's a lot of drag. Did I have to do that at jeans. Boy Scout camp or something? Did you do that at Boy I, Scout I, camp? I think I totally did that at Boy Scout camp. Yeah, yeah, but you we take your keep... t-shirts and then you blow the inside of your no, t-shirt. fuck the t-shirt. And that then, was a the, trap. Nope. That to- and then you tie it to a knot and you get like a little The, the thing you do preserver. is you take your pants off, you tie the legs together, oh, yeah, okay, and then swoop them over your head to collect a bunch of air and then cinch the belt. That's That is correct. That is why you also work. That's why you always wear a belt. It's like a life vest around your neck. Um, Matt's taking notes. I like that. The uh, were you a Boy Scout, Matt? Do they have Boy Scouts in Canada? No, I just swam a lot. Mountie Scouts. No. (laughs) The boy Mounties. The the little Mounties. Boys. Mountie boys. Oh, that's. They're still called Boy Scouts. That's dirty. Um, Lord Baden Powell when that approved. So okay, so so once did you have to keep your head out when you did the treading water thing? Yeah, we uh, had to yeah. have our head dry. They, I was damn good at that. They put chalk on your forehead oh, and on man. the top of your head. And if it, if it was not there, you had to do it again. Maybe in fascist Tennessee. Yeah, they were mean. When I used to teach kids how to swim, uh, I was particularly evil. And I would take one of the kids' towels and I would say, you have to pass this around in a circle. And if it gets wet, then everybody, I, I'm lashes, pushing heads down. Lashes. Yeah. Well, well, no. If it gets wet, then one of the kids doesn't have a towel. So they try real damn hard not to get that towel wet. Well, what if it's a kid they don't like? Yeah, no, you raised. Oh, well. it's Canada, I guess. You guys Put were it all this affable. way. It worked better off than when I used to give them my towel. Okay. Did you did you ever like do you ever make examples of kids during this? Like like you'd pick one up by the hair and just chuck them in and be like, "Look, swim. Swim." We had someone who did that once. I need the pole. Did not end well. 
Uh-oh. Uh, uh, let me tell you that. Uh, yeah. Okay. So what else do you have to do? Once basic training is complete. So I think basic training we could probably do. I think the toughest part would probably be treading with a flight suit for 10 no, minutes. No, I think the toughest part is being out in the wilderness for four days with no food and only a pocket knife. No, that's not that's not in the Survival training. training. What military this, land basic training. No. Do you have to fight off sharks? Nope. Are you sure? Once basic sea training. survival training. It's just treading water and swimming three lengths of oh, the pool. This is bullshit. Candidates may be selected to become astronauts. Okay. Uh, but no, that's really the beginning of the second phase. In the second phase, astronaut trainees are grouped with experienced astronauts, of which there are only a couple hundred in the world, and they are mentors. Okay, it'd be nice to have a mentor, astronaut mentor. I want Buzz Aldrin. Um, and then they're trained to be proficient in all activities related to pre-launch, launch, orbit, entry, and landing training. I can do – this is just repetition stuff. So Easy. that's switches. Easy. Yeah, yeah memorizing Monkeys switches. can do it. Exactly. If monkeys can do it, I can do it. So if you were going to be on the space shuttle, one of the remaining three missions or whatever is left, mm-hmm. what would you – would you rather be the commander, the pilot? I want to be the top. A mission specialist? As long as you're not the guy who's clean at the bathroom. I think everybody cleans up the bathroom. I think you just press a button and it gets ejected. Yeah, well, if everything works well. If it doesn't, you know what they do. This I, don't, is just, I, don't, I don't want to is, be the guy who has to take the the uh, the, uh, the plastic from the saran wrap or whatever and, and create an air filter out of it. See, if you, <laughs> if you had watched the right stuff, you would know that in case – if you need to void your bowels in space – <laughs> then they have they have a, a baggie with a sticky ring that you glued to your cheeks and do your dirty sinful business wipe seal the bag and eject or in maybe bag suit. it up in, in your spacesuit no 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 not in your spacesuit oh. you have to take your pants off for that that, that okay. would not go well wow yeah it was a it was a Alan Shepard who had to urinate in his spacesuit because mm. he couldn't hold it any longer he had too much coffee. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah, no, mistakes were made. What else do you have to do? So 10-month training period. Okay. Astronauts, the final 10-month training period, they focus on the uh, specific exercises. Okay. So they're working with full-size models, telescopes. This is all simple stuff. Come on. I want to see where the uh, the crazy like – Truck drivers, Norm. The, the, the dives and the – the uh, the spinning machines. That's the- all in the right stuff. Mm. They stopped doing that. Once 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 they started having uh you know once it, once you when they, they started wearing golf shirts in space, all that shit went out the window. Mm. Yeah, you gotta go like they have a giant water tank that holds like um six million gallons of water, and then you use that to simulate weightlessness. Okay, that's oh yeah, cool. and that's claustrophobia. All the uh, that's where they practice all the work on like you know pieces of space parts and stuff. I, I saw that in Armageddon. Yes. Um, okay. So some training environments. Let's see. I think we could. This. I think any of us with. with Why are you looking at me, asshole? <laughs> could could get through we should, it. We should go to one space point camp or another. We should we should go to space oh, camp. VR that would be an awesome video. Yeah, Norm. We should we should go to space camp. Hmm. I, bet I, we can I don't kick think space all those camp thirteen-year-olds' asses. I think, I think space camp is not a thing. I saw that movie. Well, I, I saw the movie as well. Somehow yeah. they got sent to space. Yeah, mistakes were made. <laughs> it was the robots' fault. It's always the robots' fault. Uh, anything, anything else sciencey happen? I haven't. I, I'm so I'm so iPod iPad focused right now. Science seems irrelevant. There's a TED's going on this week. There's usually good stuff oh, out yeah. of TED, but those talks. I think, I think, I think yet. TED is. I think. Ted's gotten too big, as in like they're having they're devaluing Ted by having too many Ted events. Ted used to be oh, that's super true. cool Illuminati bullshit where Hipster. it was like no 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 dude. no one would get an invite. 
and there'll only be one a year. Oh, are you saying Norm's a hipster? Like the yeah. 6000 <laughs> oh, Okay, yeah, I agree or, with that. You, you pay $6,000 and it would be like exclusive. <laughs> like here's the smartest people in the world getting together. Yeah, and Bill Gates is going to give you malaria. And and then now there's like here's Ted Long Beach, here's Ted Europe, and here's like different franchises of Ted's. And, and now the, the talks, anyone can go. And like, oh, and it's all online. Uncool. Yeah, but Norm, the point of TED is to spread ideas. How do you spread ideas if it's an Illuminati of smart people? That's well, what that's, makes it cool. Hmm. <laughs> I, I want to I imagine, you know, the – Imagine a world. I, I want to imagine a world where the 500 smartest people in the world or most influential people in the world, you know, gather once a year and do presentations and applaud each other. And then J.J. Abrams does a speech and then the crazy guy with the touch interface is a speech and some lady plays a violin and, and it's awesome. And then, go, and, then no can, and then you can aspire one day to, you know, it's it's something to aspire to. But now it's like, oh, no. Say something funny about doodling. Doodling is great. And, and you can do your own TED Talk. They and did then all it. your, you know, 100 attendee friends are the only ones who can hear it. Exactly. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, they did a talk from the space station. Katie Coleman. Hmm. Yeah. Is this it? Anybody else? Anything? You know what's pretty cool? Space and well, no, not space. This is this is on the Earth this time. Okay, uh, I like in that. the Congo. In the Congo, there is a. Um, is this there the is Belgian active- Congo? No, no. Just the Congo. Um, just just the Congo. It might be the Belgian Congo. Point is, uh, there is an active lava lake, uh, which scientists are currently trying to um, trying to not trying to, but they're exploring it. They're trying to figure out how it works. And how the fuck do you explore a lava lake? I have no goddamn clue. I tried that in Pixel Junk Shooter last night. It didn't work. I yep. blew up. That's an incredible game. I want to talk about two random game. anecdotes. One Hold on, I'm, is, I'm interested in the lava lake. How does a lava lake form? Save it. Uh, let's find out. I've got a. I've got a. Uh, oh, I thought you knew. Well, no, I'm looking at an image slideshow from Boston.com, and it's really damn cool. Oh, but the it big picture. Really give me, yeah, the big picture. Yeah. Uh, at the surface of That's the an lake, American products. Yes, which I am allowed to look at from time to time. Do you, does Canada have its own government-approved search engine like Beidou? <laughs> Uh, no. no ne- next don't. time you're on, we're going to have to do dumb Canada questions. Oh, Christ, please, please do. <laughs> it's, it's just going to devolve into stereotypes about beavers and maple syrup. Flappy heads. Celine Dion. Fucking Celine Dion. I know. Worst part of the Oscars. I mean, that's really saying something, too. Yeah. Why are you allowed to watch the Oscars? Why am I allowed? It's another American product. <laughs> Should be geo-blocked. Why are That's there never fine. any Canadian movies in the best? Why, why are all those camp moves shot in Vancouver, there not was, in international there, films? There a Canadian movie in this year's uh, one of the best. No, when they shot X Files, that should have been up for best animated picture. That was all in Vancouver or Toronto or someplace ne- Canadian animated or whatever. Um, okay, let me just point out: without <laughs> Vancouver, you would never get Battlestar. I know, it's true, it's because it's cheap there in lots of woods. Exactly, and Stargate, which is why mm-hmm. all Battlestar and Stargate <laughs> scenes kind of look, look the same. The same. Yep. I don't like Stargate. Yep. Starts with well, stars. that's um, random anecdotes. Uh, because you mentioned lava, I was watching this show over the weekend. Um, lava hunters, no lava uh, crazy uh, roller coasters. I want to talk about crazy roller coasters and rides. Um, I hate roller coasters because they are terrifying. But there is one that tries to simulate. Uh, it tries to simulate uh, being ejected out of a volcano. Okay, um, like a meteor. No, like a flying piece of lava. Okay, that sounds good. And what they do is a giant slingshot. Where is this? I, I'm not exactly sure. Oh and my it pulls God. you back into a volcano where it's incredibly hot. That seems bad. And and steamy, and then launches you out 
of a volcano again? H- hundreds of feet in the so air. So it's like a bungee cord. It is a giant bungee cord, but uh. it, it pulls you into a volcano. You think like, we could build a bungee jump? And then slings you out. Um, probably. Do you think we could invent the next bungee jumping? No. What's the stupid thing you could do? Uh, yeah. What was your other anecdote, Norm? Uh, oh, uh, do you know how, the biggest sh- how big the biggest ship in the world is? Really big. Really big. Like taller or longer <laughs> than the Is this a cruise ship sh- thing? No, it's not the cruise ship thing. But uh, the biggest ships in the world are Oil longer tankers? than uh, like the Empire State Building is tall. Oh, that makes sense. That Empire is State Building is not that tall anymore. Massive. These are super tankers? Super tankers. Have you been watching the, the dude channel again? Lot, Spike lot, TV? Lot, no, lots, lots of travel uh. channel. Okay. Uh, Matt, anything else on the lava lake? Um, it looks really badass at night. Good talk, guys. Thanks for calling in. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. Uh, we'll, more fake outtakes. Bye. Thanks, Matt.